January 14th, 2011, 8.5-bit podcast, episode 2. Tonight on the show, we'll be talking about the retail experience, uh, game review, game dev story, game first look, DC Universe Online, and a retrospective of last week's podcast. With me tonight, I have Ian Matty. Shaboom! Bringing the fire into the house! JD (laughs) Vardo. What? Viardo. (laughs) And Errol Reed. Uh, Ian just totally stole my thunder. I was going to do a grand entrance. You can't do a grand entrance if you're like the name and ask it. So, like we were talking about before the show, Errol has still not played Angry Birds. (laughs) <laughs> no, I still have not played Angry Birds. Doesn't even know what Angry Birds is. I I know generally the concept. There are some birds. They're, you know, what what do these birds do? They're angry. That's what they do. Well, what are they angry about? Lesbians are angry. Even so, you got to be more specific. Lesbians aren't angry. Oh, they're not angry. all of them. Obviously, you haven't been watching enough The L Word because those are not angry lesbians. Oh, they're they're angry. Okay, well, some of them are. Oh, they all are. No. Okay, so <laughs> let's get into the show. <laughs> Errol, what have you been playing? I finally, after owning it for several years, uh, started up playing uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. How do you like it? I like it. It's good. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like Morrowind. Well, pretty much the same as Morrowind, with just a bit of a graphics update. But I don't know, I'm finding that it's not as large scale as Morrowind was like there's a lot more there were a lot more side quests and like other little things to do in Morrowind than there is now and you're playing it on a PC or Xbox uh, I have it for 360 360 okay yeah yeah. trying thought- to the, try the PC you could download quests and stuff then oh yeah yeah be cool like everyone else download them yeah Ian what you been playing Ian JD yes what you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing DC Universe Online, and that's pretty much it. I've only started the first uh, kind of mission and just got into the part where you end up uh, where your home base is, and that's pretty much as far as I've got. Okay, hang on to that. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little later, too, going playing that, too. And we'll, uh, but we'll talk to each other. Is uh, Ian there? Ian? Yes, I am. Yeah, what you yeah, playing? I just- yeah, um, well, I finished off Assassin's Creed Brotherhood earlier this week. Yeah, uh, enjoyed that immensely. Um, the ending wasn't as shocking as uh, AC Two, but uh, it was still very satisfying. Very well, satisfying. I mean, yeah, because I mean, it, the ending for AC Two, it's like uh, wait, boom. Wait, yeah, you don't give away anything because I know some. I'm not. I'm sure not going to spoiler. But not having, like a Inception. <laughs> Having experienced the ending for AC2, you're kind of expecting a similar, you know, uh, or a related ending in Brotherhood. You know, it's not shocking. Mm-hmm. Well, shocking well, in its own right, but... Yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk a bit more of that off the air. Um, because <laughs> it's still a little too close to to uh, the release date to start dropping bombs with spoilers and shit like that. Don't be dropping bombs. <laughs> But that's what I've, I've come to do, man. <laughs> All right. 
And like I said before, I've been playing DC Universe Online, and I will be doing a review later tonight about uh, game dev story for the Android mobile platform. You, you, you're trying to steal the limelight from me, dude? I sure am. <laughs> okay, because I'm not done. Stolen. I've been playing a lot more than that. Okay, well, what are you playing? What are you playing? Uh, I've also been playing uh, Professor Layton and the Unwound Future uh, on the DS. Um you know, that game, the, I played it for the puzzles, not for the story. The, the story I pretty much just skipped through because it's basically you go and talk to someone and they say, sure, I'll let you buy, but first you've got to do this puzzle for me. Not a big thing, but the one complaint I have with it is the art style. Professor Layton and uh, his... Um, style like a child's uh, storybook, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the noses. The noses are what really gets to me because, you know, like the Professor Layton and Luke, the, the little boy that follows him around, you know, like some sort of creepy, um, creepy relationship that you really don't really want to talk about or touch yeah, it's on. Like, it's like Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh, it's worse than Batman and Robin. Much, much uh, worse. I don't know about that. Robin had, like, no pants on. <laughs> well, I'm, sure, I'm sure, you know, he's Luke just wearing underwear. Like, <laughs> Luke is like nine years old, and Layton's probably in his mid-thirties. But, uh, you know, their noses are, you know, proportionate, you know, normal anime-style noses, small, you know, even for that. There's the, the characters that you meet on the street, and the nose takes up 90% of their face, and will stick awesome. out three times the length of their head from their, fa- their head, or from their, their front of their face. It's just absolutely ridiculous, and it makes it hard to look at. Maybe they're deformed. Why are you going to be so mean? Because I'm a... I'm a nose hater. I could make some very racist comments right now, but I'm not going to. Let it be, let it be known that Errol's a racist. Whoa! Whoa, that, 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 I knew it! Uh. <laughs> I'm just going to drop the subject right now. We, we, everyone cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, All right. All right, so... Let's get into some, uh, what do you guys want to do first, reviews? Okay, so what happened there? You dropped, but you're back. Okay, cool. Um, also, what I've been playing, uh, started in on Splatterhouse for the PS3 today. Yeah. Uh, very bloody. Uh, I'm not really sure, not gonna, I'm going to reserve judgment on it so far, because I've only passed the first. Talk more about that next week. Also picked up a Ghost Trick for the uh, DS. Uh, enjoying that again, not very far into it, so I'm going to reserve judgment on that uh, until next week a bit more, but something that I've been looking forward to playing for quite some time since I first saw it at uh, uh, TGS a couple of years ago. All right, all right. Is that it? That is it for me, yes. Before I try to take your, uh, your thunder again? Yes, indeed. Okay, so we're actually just going to jump into some video game news. Um, as most of us know, the PS3 was hacked earlier this month. Um, what? No one told what? me this. What? What? So, famed hacker George <laughs> Hotz. George Hotz has claimed. Shut the fuck up. Has claimed <laughs> to have found the keys essential to pretty much uh, sign any type of software for official, official like PlayStation Three. Running. Uh, so essentially, what happens is when you have this password type thing, you pretty much you sign your software, you put it into your PlayStation Three. Your software, the PlayStation Three, de- decrypts it, says it's okay to run, and that's how it knows it's legit stuff or something you downloaded. 
so apparently what's going on is hackers have figured out how to hack it and give themselves trophies and stuff like that. And let's see here what the story says. Actually, the description stories. So, yeah, hackers, the PS3 is open game. On another note on PS3 hacking, um, this is from Kotaku. Uh, PS3 hack dispenses trophies galore. And story reads, hackers have figured out how to bestow themselves trophies in some PS3 games, revealing another threat posed by the PS3 root key crack unleashed earlier this month. It was unleashed. Dun, dun. <laughs> CBG, yeah, is- CBG reported that hackers in some forums claimed to give themselves trophies. Go ahead. What you got? Yeah, this is something that's uh, huge on the PSN network there. Um, having this broken out it, broken open is um, the equivalent of what has happened to the PSP in some respects with how you know hackers just go crazy on that what people hack the PSP a couple of no reports as well um, <laughs> apparently digital <laughs> go play angry birds um, <laughs> anyway, uh, there were article on Digital Foundry, I think it was. I wasn't able to dig up the link before the podcast, but uh, they were talking about the actually has the ability to uh, remotely uh, disable any PS3. Uh, because in one of the yes. earlier firmware uh, they brought in the uh, if the system automatically shuts down or something like that. It's error reporting right when you turn on the system. Now, if Sony could, in theory, um, code and bring it up that if you have some sort of unsigned... Or, unofficial PS3 it could brick your system remotely uh, through that which you know I think they should fully implement yeah um, well from the story it looks like uh, dangerous stuff yeah looks like some of the trophies well they're able to alter the trophies on their systems themselves whether or not they're able to actually sync that to their actual account uh, mm-hmm. looks like it seems to be uh, not 100% sure whether they can do that um at this point, though, Sony is claiming that they are planning a fix in the firmware, so trophy whores like yourself there, Ian, you have nothing to fear. Errol, you did not know the PSP was hacked? No, none of this. No one tells me anything. You're aware that the PSP was hacked, like, from the very first revision? <laughs> no. Seriously, no one, like I said, no one tells me anything. Why not? Don't you have any friends? Well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much from the very first uh, revision of like the PSP uh, 1000 series, they were hacking that for uh, homebrew and downloading games and all that kind of crap. Uh, just recently, they actually hacked the uh, PSP Go as well. Huh. Yeah, so, lesson learned. Errol has no idea what he's talking about. No, I just... No idea that PS3s are hackable, PSPs are hackable, no idea what... Okay, obviously, anything is hackable. (laughs) Anything is hackable. It's just, you know, I would have thought that I would have seen a news posting or something like this earlier than this, that's all. Well, there's been multiple multiple news postings on this uh, over the past, you know, few weeks, actually. Okay, okay, let, let me revise that statement. On news stations and news channels and, you know, online sites that I would actually frequent. What do you frequent? IGN. For yeah, they have, they've had it on IGN. They had a story on it uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. Of, really? Uh, was Sony, it on... 
what Sony's action is against it because they're not actually they've uh, filed uh, legal suits against um, the the hackers, but they're, they're, what they're they're not going after any sort of monetary thing. They're not suing them for money. What they're suing them for is all of the devices that they're using to hack it, all the hardware, all the software, everything like that. Yeah. To combat it and a cease and desist order, they're claiming the Millennium Digital Copyright Law as well as a bunch of others. Um, looking on the IGN website, top stories, I see none of this. Well, you're obviously not on my IGN. <laughs> <laughs> he's, on, he's on the wrong IGN. <laughs> he's on gin.com. <laughs> well, right. actually, yeah. When you when you filter it down to just look at PS3 stories. It actually, then they have, um, yeah, the thing where now it's hacker, yeah, PS3 hacker fires back at Sony. Bam. Uh, Bam. George Hotz, Hotz, whatever the hell's name is, says he's making them mad. Surprise! I wonder if he's related to Jeremy Hotz, that Canadian comedian. He's a good guy. He's <laughs> got a good act. He's the one that always, you know, he kind of has his, always has his, like, he's chewing on his fingernails and stuff. Yeah, he, like, he looks skittish all the time. He, he is skittish. He's, he's a good comedian. I like him. I like him. All right. So, in uh, other news, let's see here. It's from Joystick. Cityville's monthly user population now over 100 million strong. Anyone that's care? Kind of de- that's depressing. It is. <laughs> you know what Cityville is, Errol? Uh, that's a Facebook game, right? It sure is. Well, yes, I, only, I, only see, I only see that because there's a link to it when I'm playing Assassin's Creed uh, Project Legacy, which is kind of um, my new crack. According to this, uh, this story, it's exceeded Farmville even, and everyone plays Farmville. I don't play Farmville. I don't play Farmville. Anyone cool plays Farmville? I actually don't play Farmville either. But <laughs> Farmville, <laughs> apparently Farmville's up to 57 million, where Cityville, over 100 million. Holy crap. That is just world's, insane. World's coming to end. wonder how many people play Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've played Angry Birds. I've played it. Download rate yeah, for that bad boy is. All right, so that's uh, it for news for this week. Uh, I'm going to jump into uh, first look. DC Universe Online uh, came out this Tuesday. I picked it up. Uh, apparently, JD also picked it up. Indeed. And said, uh, how far have you gotten? Uh, I've pretty much just finished the first stage. Um, pretty much the intro stage to your character. And uh, just getting into the MMORPG part where you end up in uh, whatever your home base is of choice, uh, I guess, of your tutor or your mentor, um, that's where you end up. Uh, Batman, of course. Everybody picks Batman. I didn't pick Batman. Uh, Let me guess, Green Lantern? No, you can't can't even pick Green Lantern. So, like, pretty much you make your character... Well, you make your character, then you get to pick, pretty much instead of picking, like, you know, Warcraft, you pick your race and you start off a different place. You pick your mentor in this. Depending on who you pick, you start off in a different city. So if you pick Batman, you start off, obviously, in Gotham. If you pick Superman, you start off in Metropolis. And Wonder Woman, I actually haven't picked her yet, so I have no idea where you actually start. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Probably that's like Air, a Paradise Island? Island or something like that. That's what I'm thinking, too. That'd be yeah. cool. Are well, you playing why that? would you need to, if it's Paradise, there should be no crime. No need for a superhero to be based there. Well, there isn't a need well, for a circus. superhero to be based there. Someone's got They've got to have, like, you know, Superman is this fortress of solitude. No fucking crime up there. Too goddamn cold. So Down you know, there. It's, it's in Antarctica. That's south. 
Either, you know, look, you know, you say tomato, I say you're drunk. Either way, we know I'm right. So, Okay, I haven't touched this sauce all day, thank you. Well, you want a cookie? <laughs> are, are, you, are, you proud of, are you proud of that? I'm damn right I'm fucking proud about that. And yes, I would rather enjoy a cookie, because I'm actually out of cookies, so... Speaking of drinking, I'm drinking right now. <laughs> yeah, you're... And you know what? You have no right... To, I, hey, I, I'm not all proud that I, I'm you know, not all proud that I wasn't drinking. He's not trying to hide it, Errol. Hiding it is the first sign of being an alcoholic. I wasn't trying to hide anything. Uh, now denial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. So, what kind of character did you make, JD? Uh, I started off with uh, gadgets and martial arts because obviously I knew I was going to pick Batman. And I figured if I'm going to pick Batman, I'm going to try to be like Batman at first. Okay. I didn't like having like a fire or yeah. like ice or something and having Batman as a tutor I just, or a mentor. I thought that was silly. Yeah. So how are you liking that combination so far? Pretty good. Um, like I said, I've only played the, the, played the first stage, but uh, with the martial arts, I, I like the combos that I can create. Uh, I don't know if the game was meant to be that easy at the beginning. Because yeah, I'm characters. pretty sure it's actually meant to be. It's meant to be that easy. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm having a fun time with uh, martial arts. I like the actual climbing because it's not like you know um, you're taking your sweet ass time climbing. You're actually climbing fast enough that I don't get bored climbing. Did you go with like the acrobatics for your movement then? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I I went uh, the first time. I, I I've made probably about a dozen characters trying to find a combination I liked. Um, I actually chose two for man as my mentor because I wanted to be in the daylight <laughs> when I actually <laughs> left Berniac's shift. <laughs> um, the problem I found, like, I tried martial arts and gadgets first, too. I like gadgets. I'm sticking with gadgets. But martial arts, I don't know what it is. I hate having those, like, you have these claw things at the end of your hands, and it looks just... Oh, yeah. It just looks ridiculous. <laughs> and then, oh. I a, then I went a super speed, of course, because you got to get in touch with the speed force. And it's Have awesome because, you- like... Lightning comes out of your feet when you go into like movement mode, and you see a streak. It's awesome. Have you been gotten to the multiplayer online portion of that yet? Yeah, like the first half. It's well, the first little chunk is just like pretty much the training, uh, where you'll actually go through Brainiac ship and you pretty much learn how to fight. Then right after that, you're just thrown pretty much into your starting actual starting zone. Yep. And there's a there's a fair amount of people playing. Um, I'm level five or six now. Which probably about two two hours, an hour and a half of playing, not too far into it, but I'm I'm liking it. But like JD said, though, like I for some reason, like whenever you pick any guy that's elemental, it just looks stupid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the one thing that I've heard a uh, few reviewers say that uh, that one of the issues was with the super speed is in the online is that uh, they were having problems that their super speed was causing them to go so fast that the world wasn't able to keep rendering uh, with them, so they'd end up falling, falling through the world. I haven't seen that act. <laughs> uh, that is... Wow! Well, okay. I mean, that's the ultimate... That is, you know, that, that, that's no that, that, that you knows. know when you're a superhero, that you're able to run so fast that the world that can't you, keep up... Reality can't keep up with you. With you. Everyone knows that the Flash is so fast, he not be contained in one dimension. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Or you ever watch Superman where he like turned the whole Earth backwards to to like was that know, uh, a something like that? Like what? Superman, like what was that Superman two? Superman three? Yeah, yeah Superman I thought two, that was I the first one. No, 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 it wasn't the first one because he was all in the emo in the second one. Well, yeah, no, that was the first one. The one with Bizarro. 
Uh, Bizarre was never in the movies. Yeah. Well, no, in the one where, uh, was it, um, uh, the, the Richard Pryor tries to create kryptonite, but ends up, like, mix, screwing up on one of the ingredients, so it just makes, uh, you know, Superman angry, and he becomes an alcoholic and starts, like, you know, just beating up random people. Are you reading fanfics or something? I've never heard of that. Well, like, what? <laughs> what? No, I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> it's the one with Richard Pryor. Yeah, that one actually did happen. And uh, uh, Greer, uh, uh, not Greer. Um, uh, what, the, what is Gene? Gene Hackman. Gene. Yeah, I do not remember this. Yeah, that, that that one actually did happen. Okay. Yeah, you guys are you guys are wrong. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, it, the Richard Pryor one was three. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with Gene Hackman. Okay, so it's three. Gene Hackman played uh, Lex Luthor. I think it was. Yes, it's also known as Superman versus Superman. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one then. Yeah, consider yourself lucky. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the game. Um, I'm pretty sure we're both playing on PlayStation, right? Yep. Um, How do you feel about the controls? Uh, I like the controls. Uh, I, I played other MMORPGs using controls, and uh, a lot of them were stiff. This one was really, really loose, um, very... Very responsive. Um, yeah, so I'm liking the controls. Alright. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, the only thing I'm having issues with, uh, whenever you go into the menu, it takes a while to actually load up the menu or actually go anywhere in the menu. It seems a little sluggish there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. You don't really need going. Like, luckily, I don't know, like, the game is actually seems to be designed so you don't actually go into the menu that often. Yeah. Um, so, luckily, yeah, that's good. Yeah, again, on that point, uh, I've heard, from what I've heard from uh, reading reviews and that, people who played heavily on uh, MMOs on the PC are absolutely hating the controls um, because of all the... the uh, they don't have their, they, their normal like tab to switch enemies. Tab is apparently lock-on in this, on the PC well, version. You know, like it's little things like that. They're, they're the, really... Well, the, the thing about the whole controls and lock-on and stuff like that, you really don't even need to lock-on in this game. Like, in other MMOs, it's mm-hmm. usually you lock into your target, you push one button, and your guy automatically starts attacking. This is actually more of a real-time where you push square, 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 and you start doing combos and stuff like that. It's where it's more yeah, like, like a, a brawl or beat-em-up type game. It's like oh, Marvel yeah, Ultimate I Alliance. Think, I think it's more of an yeah. action RPG that's built around for an MMO on the console rather than yeah. an MMO built for PC. Yeah, so like I'm thinking probably most guys that are complaining, they're tr- they're looking for an uh, a PC based MMO and not what they they're looking for the new WoW. Yeah, I mean another complaint that they were having is that there was no range um, thing finder. In other words, like they would their character would like be casting a spell, and you know. The, if the the target wasn't in range, their spell would still go, but it wouldn't hit them, and they'd be like, "Oh well, I just wasted that that thing now. I gotta wait for it to recharge." Boo, fucking I mean, who? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think I you know I'm not an MMO player, so I mean, I can't I can't really speak for it, but from just what I've heard, I think I like the way that uh, DC Online sounds like it's been constructed. It has a bit more realism to it, whereas you know I I did play an MMO. Um, uh, lineage two, back on hack <laughs> server way back when. I remember that. That was classic. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you target someone, and you know, you accidentally hit a spell, and you go, you start running off down the, the down the way to go and cast that, and you, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, yeah, it's, 
yeah. you you target like uh, someone in the back, way in the back. You're not in range. You're wanting to hit like an area of effect right near you, and you accidentally target someone way in the back. You're going to run out from from there to hit them with the area of effect, and before you can cancel it and change your target, you've already cast and wasted it. So I mean, I think it's a real crap spectacular crap waste. Yeah. Well, so far I'm liking the game, JD. What's your uh, verdict so far? Oh yeah, I'm looking at the game too. I, I definitely want to play it some more. How do you feel about the cost for subscriptions? It's actually a little higher than most other MMOs, I think. Uh, yeah, I I don't really remember how much I was paying for Final Fantasy fourteen. I think it's pretty much the same. Uh, it may be a little bit more, but I don't know. I, I don't really mind it as much as long as the game is fun. If the game is fun, yeah. then I don't mind paying like that much. If it's like a regular PC game where the game isn't this fun? Yeah, it's it's a whole lot more in depth. There's probably a whole lot more that you can do, but at the same time, like I, I don't know, I'd rather have fun throughout the whole game, like, yeah. you know, mashing buttons, doing combos, than instead of you know pressing a button and letting your character like fight for you. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the one thing I'm really liking about it too. It's not like wow, you select a guy, you press one to attack, then you sit there and wait, and you go one. Now I'm gonna press two. Now I'm gonna press yeah. three. Now I'm gonna press four. Now the guy's dead. It's a little more, a uh, little more dynamic, a little more fun. Um, and plus, also, you know, you're gonna be a superhero or super exactly. villain. What's your what's your character's name? Um, one of your characters, I guess. I I only have one character going right now because I I made characters and deleted them. I was like, yeah, I hate this combination. Uh, my guy's yeah. name is Turbine. 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 Sounds gay. You're gay. No, it's gay. Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Adventures in Babysitting there, Ariel? You know who played (laughs) Thor in that movie? (laughs) Thor's homosexual in that movie. Vincent Price. No, Vincent D'Onofrio, the guy he played, he was the bug in Men in Black, and then he was on um, Law and Order Criminal Intent for all those years before uh, Jeff Goldblum took over. Don't know him. The guy's bum. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree on that one. Don't know him. The guy's a bum. All I know is that Thor's a homosexual. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but he's a homosexual. My, my, you know, the issue that I take uh, just to bring it back on track here with uh, <laughs> DC Universe Online is not so. You know, my barrier to entry is the price. Well, like you pay, you pay sixty dollars Canadian for the game, and then you get your first three days free. So, that's okay. Uh, the thing is, like we were saying, the monthly fee is 15 bucks a month, which is, let me think, it's actually, I have to think of it, actually, uh, wow, for 60 days of World of Warcraft, it's 34 bucks, which is about 17 bucks a month. But actually, it's actually a little bit cheaper. Yeah, yeah actually, that makes sense. Whether, whether or not you're going to get the longevity out of it, is still is to be seen, but a lot of people that they never played like MMOs and actually paid for them before, yeah, it, it's it's something. It, 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 for me, like I say, it, that's the barrier for me is because you know if it was a free download off the PSN network and then fifteen bucks a month to play, you know I might download it and play it for a month. I'd give it a shot and go that way. But you know the way that I go through games, um, just with the that incredibly high turnover that I have with them. I don't feel justified in spending $60 for a game for, that I only can play for a month before I have to shell out more money for it. Which is, like, yeah, that's totally... Uh, totally understand where you're coming from there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it still stands to be seen whether or not it's actually going to be a good value, whether or not they can keep updating it, doing all that kind of stuff. Hopefully they will. Um, yeah. Don't know, though. I haven't actually read anything about them adding any more, like, DLC or anything like that. 
Um, how do you feel about that uh, 16, that was it, 13 gig download to actually install the game there? <laughs> that took forever. I installed yeah. it in t- on two PS3s, and that took pretty much two days, like, me waiting there to just to play a game, but uh, I don't know. I still think it was worth it. It just was, uh, yeah. it was, it was longer than the usual game. Yeah, uh, for everyone that doesn't know or they think about buying the game, what happens? You put the game in. What my, my idea was, I'm going to install this thing, then I'm going to activate my time, because I don't know how long it's going to take for me to install this thing. So you put the game in, and you try to play it, and it says you need to purchase time to actually play this game. It's like, shit, well, I hope I can actually download it in a decent amount of time. So I put in my code or whatever to get my first month free. And it starts downloading, and says was well, like 11 gigs, pretty much. So I left it on overnight. No, I didn't leave it on overnight. I left it uh, during the evening. So I left it on. My TV is there. screwing around on the computer. Turn luck. Oh, it's almost done. Come back, sit down. Yeah. Wait for it to finish. After that 11 gigs finishes, another bar pops up. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like, like a second two, bar. Two You're more like, gigs. <laughs> Download two more gigs. <laughs> then nice. it's like, okay, well, it's late. I'm going to go to sleep. Leave my PlayStation on. When I wake up in the morning, it'll be done. I'll be able to play it when I get back from work and home or school. And I say, come back home. Oh, you've been disconnected from PlayStation Network. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe I downloaded fully. Turn everything back on? Nope. Shit. I gotta download two gigs again. So pretty much I spent two days on one on one account, one PlayStation, trying to download all the uh, all the patches and everything. And yeah, it's a hefty download. Also, it doesn't tell you if you don't have enough space on your PS3. So really? that's what happened to me. I, I pretty much just installed <laughs> it. Wow. And then it's like, oh, you need 400 megs more. So it reset it, and I had to do it all over again. It's because, well, it's probably just because it's going through the, the client itself, the actual game client. It's not going through PS, uh, PSN, right? Yeah, true. True, true. I do want to mention, though, um, I'm a big fan of Jim Lee. Uh, and he's, he, pretty, he pretty much is the designer of the whole game. He designed the characters, he designed the backgrounds, he designed uh, pretty much everything, and uh, the way he did the world, it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. it's really bright, vibrant, except for if unless you chose Gotham, obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a lot, there's a lot of, like, if, you, if you read a lot of his comics and you look yeah. at the backgrounds and yeah. every, every, every detail there is, it looks exactly the same like one of his art pieces. Yeah, it actually, it actually feels like a comic, really. It really does. So, so far, DC Universe Online looks like it's going to be good. Uh, hopefully, one of us or both of us will give you guys a, uh, a review in the new near future. Hopefully, um, Sony will send us some free copies if they hear this. Yes, that'd be awesome. Yep. Free copies for the copies we already own. If they will um, you know, see it in their hearts to send me like a, even a week's trial. I mean, a week trial. I don't care. No, two weeks. I'll give it a go. And you know, if I find it worth it, I will sign up for it. But uh, right now, the, the barrier to entry for me is the cost. All right. I also want to mention that my character's name is Blackest Knight, but Knight with a uh, K-N. So if you see me running around, that's me. Awesome. Yeah. What I actually like is you actually can like you can put spaces and stuff in your name. It's not like a handle; it's an actual uh, superhero name. That's a bit different from yeah. everything I've seen in those types of things. You got to use like underscores or uh, yeah. dashes or. Everyone's every once in a while, you still see some guy who'd be like Super Dude ninety two, <laughs> Super <laughs> eighty six. It's just kind of it throws you off a little bit. Everyone's got those names like. Uh, the golden the guy man. sitting there. Hey, I'm Super Dude ninety two eighty six. 
<laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Uh, game review. So, this... Actually, last week, I had purchased a game dev story for my phone. And you guys actually hear about this game at all? Yeah, I've heard a no. bit about it. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Well, I don't have a phone. I don't have, like, an Android phone or... No, do, you own own a, so. do, you, do you own a iPod? No, I don't. Okay. Um, yeah, you're off the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Pretty much. Feel the love, boys. Feeling the love. The game oh. that was uh, released in October of 2010 for the iPhone and iOS platform, pretty much. So iPhone, iPad, iPhone, uh, iPod Touch, and iPad. Um, and just recently, it was released for the Android platform. Um, company called, I've never actually heard of them before, uh, Kariosoft. I have no idea how to actually pronounce them. <laughs> but yeah, so premise of the entire game pretty much is the simulation game where you pretty much you create a game development company. Um, so you start off, you get this tiny little office and a couple of workers and you pretty much you select projects and bars fill up saying that the project is done and working and your all your staff, they have different stats and they contribute to your game. Um Pretty much, that's what you do. You run a, you run a video game company in this this game. Uh, you run for I think let's see. It was pretty much you start at year zero, where you start out in a tiny little office, and the game runs for twenty years in total. And as you as you level up, your offices expand more. You hire more guys. Your staff level up. You can make better games. You get different genres of games and stuff like that. Um, and pretty much the goal is just to get a high score at the end of 20 years. Um, I paid uh, 250 for it. It's actually not bad. Uh, I think it's on sale right now. Actually, normally it's like 5 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'm liking it. It's really fun. Uh, you really don't actually need to even spend that much time on it. You can just pick it up and go. Uh, it's actually pretty fun. I like it. Uh, not much else to say about it. Pretty much if you played Roller Coaster Tycoon and stuff like that. It's pretty much the same thing, except you don't actually put down roller coasters. You just make video games. So you select a video game. You select who's going to write the story for it. You select who's going to do the graphics for it. You select who's going to do the sound for it. And depending on the stats of your guys, your uh, the points in the games go up. Then when you're done developing it, you just put it on the market, and you randomly or whatever, depending on the stats of the game, your sales go up, you make money. And that's the story of life, making money. Um, so I bought it for two fifty. Uh, game dev story available on the Android marketplace and the iPhone marketplace or the iTunes store, or whatever you guys call it. I don't actually own an iPhone. Um, You're off the show. I run the show, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say four out of five stars on this guy. I like it. You can spend the two fifty or how much it is. I definitely get it. Uh, good time waster. I like it. Sounds good. I, I'm lazy myself. That's the only reason why, you know, or no, sorry, not lazy, I should say, more of a cheapskate. And I'm not willing to shell out uh, uh, money for it. I would say lazy on cheapskate. cheapskate <laughs> well, like, well, like, normally, I think it is like four or five bucks. I wouldn't have paid four mm-hmm. or five bucks for it, but it's like, okay, it's two fifty. Wow, that's, that's a good price, like two fifty. Yeah, yeah two fifty might as well. I've, yeah, seen, I've seen other games on the marketplace that are like way more like 10 bucks, stuff like that. I know like X-Plane 9 was like $10. Apparently it's supposed to be really good, but I'm, I'm not paying $9 for that. 
Okay, moving on. Um, apparently, Errol has a bit of a retrospective to go through on his movie selection for last week's... Yeah, last week, I totally... I, I, I will say it like it is. I shit the bed last week. and uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I, the, I missed one movie that I shouldn't have missed because it was so brilliant and so well done and, dare I say, legendary. I'm talking about The Town. Never ben heard Affleck, of it. Jeremy Renner. Who? Well, never mind, Ian. Don't just Affleck was, shut. Affleck was a bomb in Phantoms. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, is that Moving to do, on. Was that to do it in Reindeer Games? No, Sounds no. A terrible movie. Yeah, no, that's holding him, man. Okay, <laughs> continue, Errol. Continue. Thank you. Games. <laughs> no, it was just. It was so well done, and I mean. And John Hamm, who plays the FBI agent, uh, I can't remember the guy, his character's name in it, but he's just so bloody brilliant. Does he ham it up? No, no, he doesn't. But um, <laughs> I have expected him to start channeling Don Draper halfway through it, but um, John, you know. what's his name? John Draper. Don, it, it's it's his character from Mad Men. You know what? I'm just gonna ignore you all for the rest of the show and just talk as if you're not even here. Well, that's okay, because we talk like you're not even here, so it works out both ways. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know we love you. I don't. That, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm torn in between yes or no. No. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's my, you know, my addendum from last week. I, uh, yeah, I missed that, and I shouldn't have also... For my, um, another thing that I should have, I missed, and I actually got yelled at by a friend of mine for missing this. Uh, Was it Angry Birds? No, it wasn't. We all all yelled at you for missing that. No, for um, my... Are we not your friends? Different friend. Shut up. Let me finish, damn it. (laughs) For my, what games that I'm looking forward to this year, and I missed it, and I completely, you know, it's completely slipped my mind, but uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. And actually, yeah. I'm going to come up, and th- this will come up again when our other topic for the main topic for the show of the, uh, you know, the retail experience. And I have a couple points on that that I want to bring up. So Yeah, I have to agree. I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Um, the five-minute uh, trailer, like the extended trailer that they put out <laughs> last month was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really got me hyped up for it. I'm surprised that uh, on your games that you're looking for, you didn't mention uh, Forza. They're putting out a new Forza. The Forza Three just came out. Like yeah, Forza Four is coming out, uh, slated for the fall. With uh, oh, Connect actually, Plus, apparently. To be honest, I have not even. I had. This is the first I've heard of that. But Wait, to be honest, they're, call- they're calling it Forza Four. Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure if that's the the, the solid name, but I mean that's uh, like the, the definitely the placeholder for it at this point. That just seems odd. Forza Four. Forza yeah. Forza. I'm just saying. Yeah, we, we get you, JD. Yo, calm down. Don't hey, be so angry, Mr. birds. Mr. Viadro, <laughs> will you... Uh... Be careful, he may throw himself against your building. <laughs> <laughs> what? I... <laughs> go play Angry Birds, I'm just saying. No! <laughs> go, go, we'll go watch a video of someone playing Angry Birds. <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Aww. Anyone else have anything else to add about last week's show? Um, no, I don't think so. 
Uh, One thing, uh, we did get a comment about uh, some of the games that we apparently missed uh, that was odd to them. Um, Halo Reach and Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I was. I also was asked about Red Dead. The only reason why it is wasn't on my list is because I don't have it. I haven't actually played it. I've only Me seen neither. it being played. And played it. I've I've played Undead Nightmare and I loved it, but it was over at my cousin's place, so I only was able to play it for like you know about twenty minutes, half hour or so. So it's, I didn't. Uh, I didn't mention Red Dead just because uh, it was a good game, but at the same time, it's just another Grand Theft Auto clone. Like I enjoyed it because it was uh, like it was a whole lot different, but again, it's still the same. I, I watched you play it, and pretty much the entire time I watched you play it, you were chasing cattle around and skinning stuff. <laughs> so as far, yeah. for all I know, that that's the entire game. It's hard yeah. to spoon, but you're not a farmer, you're a skinner. I played, I played both of those, and uh, the reasons why I didn't mention them, Red Dead uh, was horrible. I, you know, I'm probably in the minority there, but I did not enjoy it. And it got to the point where John Marston, the main character, you know, everybody was a dick to him in that game <laughs> you know it's like you, you go into it's like hey i'm john marston you know i'm looking for this guy and the other guys the person you're talking to is like oh yeah sure i'll help you with that you know just go do this for me and i'll tell you i'll take you straight there you go do that you come back and he said yeah you know something come up uh yeah i wasn't able to do that you know how about you go do this and john's like well you know what i'm gonna kill you if it doesn't work out you know you go, you do that, come back. Oh, hey, John, yeah, no, um, it hasn't worked out, but, you know, I know something else you could do for me while I look for it. It's like, you better be telling me the truth this time, otherwise I'm going to kill you again. <laughs> again, you know, and this time, the guy that you're working for tries to kill you during yeah. that mission. Then you come back and you oh, I'm sorry, John, you know, but, you know, if you go do this for me, I'm sure I can tell you where it is. This sounds like, oh, (laughs) but I'm watching you. Yeah, that's another reason why I didn't bring up Red Dead Redemption, because Ian would have went off. (laughs) (laughs) He was just going forever. The one good thing... Kudos on the voice acting, though, Ian. You you should consider uh, a second career. Uh, Yeah, I should, eh? Um... I'm sorry, John (laughs) 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 Uh, The one redeeming factor of that game was the ending. I mean, um, the ending was absolutely amazing. Uh, Did you finish it, JD? Absolutely. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, what did you think of the ending? I loved it. Uh, It was was really um, dramatic. It was a good ending. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not going to spoil anything, but it it was pretty shocking how it turned out. So, yeah. All right. Any uh, comments on Halo Reach? Halo Reach, yeah. I mean, uh, Halo another Reach. Halo. Yeah, me and you that's, played that. Yeah, so you I felt that. On that. Yeah, we've, you we got I... bored of it, and then I ran off, and you ran off. And... <laughs> yeah, I watched the play. I came to help you with the Warthog. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd run me over, and it's uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers all over again. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the best thing. Was, uh, <laughs> you're running, running over your teammates in that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the cut, you find your. Uh, your obviously, we were playing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but I found no compulsion to the story. You know, it didn't. Yeah, it was boring as shit. I found. You know, Halo games are just like the the first one was. Um, they're a, a massively great uh, multiplayer experience with a first-person experience tacked on to it. Yeah. You know, 
it's quite the opposite of what a lot of games these days have been doing and still do is where they develop a ma- an amazing first por- person story and then tack on the multiplayer as an afterthought because I think that's what everybody wants. This went the entirely opposite direction. I give it kudos for its multiplayer, but I couldn't care less about the story. And, you know, that's kind of the same reason why I haven't played um, Call of Duty Black Ops yet. Um, I, admittedly, I have a copy now, and I will be getting around to it. Uh, so maybe I'll see you online okay. there, Rudolph, sometime. Oh, and- what I'm going to tell you right now, single player is awesome. You're yep. going to enjoy it. It's really, it's really thematic, the theater-esque, theater-esque. I don't know if that's actually a word. Thematic. Theatric. Theatric. Theatrical. Theatrical, let's say. So, sure. it, you know, so it actually feels like you're in an action movie. It's a really good game. Single player. Multiplayer. Some people don't like the multiplayer. Some people do like it. I love Because people are cheap. Pretty much. Yeah, that's, um, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it for sure. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I'll try and get some in before uh, next podcast. No yeah. guarantees. Uh, my plate's kind of full at the moment, but uh, we'll see what Angry Birds. Oh, I'm playing Angry Birds. Uh, I've been playing yeah, that. Uh, that's something that you, you know that play, kind of like, just goes without like saying. Seasons yet? The, the Christmas one? You guys go through that? No, I'm still going through the main uh, the main thing. I haven't bothered with the seasons. Yeah, yeah. They, we did a Christmas one. It's, they're they're hard. They're tough. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you said. All right, moving on. All right, so today the main topic today is the retail experience. Um, so what we want to talk about is, uh, first off, anyone ever buy games digitally instead of going to a store and buying a box copy? Uh, I have a PSP Go. Uh, I didn't really use it. Is your PSP Go still in the box like your 10 other PSPs? Hey, shut up, yo. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually sitting right beside me, and it, it's actually open. Okay. Oh, shocking, shocking. Uh, I have um, fa- um, yeah, Fable 2. I actually purchased off the... Uh, Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, me, let me rephrase that. Um, when you buy your games, would you yes. rather buy them digitally or in the store? Oh. Well, personally, I like having the disc because I go back and forth between games, so not, I don't want to have to re-download something or reinstall something to my hard drive every single time I want to play it. Storage is cheap. <laughs> yeah, but I'm cheaper. So okay, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, the storage is cheap. You know that depends on which system you're playing on. I mean, look at yeah, the, okay, the 360. Fair enough, fair enough. You know, they okay, want what, 120 dollars yeah. for a 60 gig hard drive. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, you can buy that for the PS3 for pennies. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but you're not going to bring a you're not going to bring a hard drive to EB Games or GameStop uh, and try to trade it in. I've saying, I've, like, I've seen them. Yeah, someone bringing in a hard drive? Yeah, I've seen, like, hard drive, right. used hard drives and stuff in that from Xboxes. Oh, no, I'm talking about, like, you know, if you're downloading a um, whole bunch of games on... Oh, okay. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. Like, in a disc, you're trying to trade in, like, a digital copy or something, it's not going to work. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, um, that, that, that's one thing that I don't like about it, because, again, um, the cost difference, there's no advantage to buying... Um, buying it online compared to uh, the retail, at least for the consoles at this point, for yeah. the PC market. And you got, like, Steam ha- kind of has the market cornered on that. Where I am a fan of Steam. I will fully have that. sales and discounts all the freaking time. Yes. And, I mean, I think- and, and storage is cheap. I mean, I bought a 2 terabyte drive for 100 bucks. Exactly. Storage is cheap, Errol. 
Yeah, but I was talking about consoles. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yet again, well, I am still well, cheap. Well, the PlayStation hard drive, it's, uh, it's a two and a half inch SATA hard drive. Storage is cheap. Yeah. I mean, like the one thing that um, I think that, you know, the PC market, they were able to embrace the digital market a lot quicker than uh, console gamers, not because of the, the medium that it was originally, that it's on, but rather because of the, the packaging. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at uh, PC games, and they are notorious for these giant cardboard boxes. Oh, I, seriously, <laughs> I love those things. I the love school. Oh man, I have, I All have sides. Some of them are different shapes. I love those things. They're yeah, awesome. some of them are like you know these weird octagonal triangle mix-mashed ups that will never fit on your shelf properly. And if you try and sit them on there, they'll just end up rolling off anyway. Classic. Those bring back memories. Like, I mean, I don't have any problem with those, mind. I mean, yeah. just that, you know, but I think that uh, PC gamers have been a lot quicker to adopt the digital download because of these big-ass, bulky boxes that uh, they never use again. And they throw this, they load it onto their system, and they're done already, right off the bat. Okay. Well, here's another question for you, Kay. Do you like going to the store? Well, you like to buy your games from the store. Do you actually like going to the store itself? For me, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, like a lot of people, um, they have issue, at least uh, you know, down in the States and from the podcast I listen to, they have issue with a lot of the, the, the uh, GameStops and uh, EB Games and shit like that down in the States due to stupid people. Yeah. I and mean, my local GameStop, I know the manager, we're on a first-name basis. Uh, we, I know pretty much all the staff there. And I, pr- I like going in there because they know who I am. It's sort of like Cheers. I walk yeah. in, it's like, oh, hey, Mr. Daddy. Everybody knows your name. And you Okay, so you like going to your classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and I like having the physical, the physical uh, media because, again, I don't keep my games for very long. I mean, I generally... As soon as I'm finished with a game, it's gone out of my hands as quickly as I can to get as much retail uh, trade-in value on it. And I'm always looking for the to make a quick trade on a game that I'm done with. I, if I can interject, Ian is a master of the trade-in system. I don't know how he does it, but he has some... You know, he he's worked out some mathematical, astrological formula where he can predict where he'll be able to get the, the best... Uh, you know, trade in, and somehow he'll able to trick the system, where he'll buy a game and trade it in for more than he actually paid for it originally. Care to elaborate on some of that, even? Because you're, <laughs> you're you're a wizard. It is definitely an art. I mean, uh, a good example of that coming forward is I was able to pick up Ruse brand new from uh, EB for twenty bucks, or not from EB from HMV uh, for twenty bucks over their Boxing Day sale. Um, now, right now, EB will take it for seventeen fifty. However, if I decide to, you know, there's a few different options. I can go with a power trade on it and get an additional fifty percent off of it, or if I trade it in towards uh, Dragon Age Two or uh, Little Big Planet Two, um, just by itself will get me twenty dollars. But if I bun- if I group it with another game that's worth at least eight dollars, I'll get um, it'll bump it up to twenty five dollars w- w- value. Huh. Case and point. 
really that, that's not magic. That's just utilizing promotion. It's, it's, it's working the system. <laughs> yeah, it's just utilizing the pro- promotion, Jelly. But okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the key. <laughs> yeah. is abusing the promotions. Um, like with the best thing to do uh, with EB and GameStop in particular is when they have the trade in three, get it free uh, deals. Find two games that'll trade in for eight dollars. That is your best bet. Do not yeah. go with the. Do not trade in three games. You're losing money that way. Yeah, trade in three games that are worth eight dollars. Because no, eight dollars. Well, 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 like no. Usually those trade those trade threes they have a eight dollar minimum, right? Yeah, yeah eight dollar minimum yeah. trade in value. So if you get three game, two games that have uh, trade in value of eight dollars each, you'll end up getting a fif- uh, a total of fifty dollars credit yeah. towards it, and then you only have to shell out ten dollars yeah. for the for the game. And that works really well because most of the times these are big popular games. So you've already thrown down five dollars on it for a pre-order. So you bring in two games, and you all you end up spending is in total is uh, twenty-six dollars for a seventy-dollar game. Yeah. Well, like, well, speaking of the whole use thing, like, unfortunately, I don't have nearly as much money as some of you guys do. I work a part-time job pretty much, and I'm since I'm in school, um, buying used games is very good for me because it's a lot. Well, like, not really a lot, but it is cheaper. Hey, Cam, hey Matt, how how do you think I, I stay so balling all the time? It's because I buy my games used for the most part. Yeah. Well, like recently, a lot of the companies have been starting to do the whole thing where if you buy it used, you don't get DLC codes for this or that or this quest or yeah. that quest or that kind of stuff. Like, Mass Effect 2 did it. Matt, uh, um, Dragon Age. Yeah, Dragon Age did it. Uh, a bunch of games, like Madden's doing it apparently for to be able to like, do play online or something like that. Yeah, that actually came yeah. in uh, last year. Uh, EA Sports is doing it with their yeah. sports titles, their online pass. I think that's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm not buying Madden or anything like that, but you know, for games like Dragon Age, stuff like that, those are games I do want to play. Unfortunately, spending the $60, dollars $70 for the game, I I can't justify that really easily since I only work, let's say, like twelve hours a week at like at ten bucks, eleven bucks an hour. It's it's a it's a big uh, big investment for me. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But on the same on the on the same token, I mean, it's not like you're not ever going to be able to get access to it. It's yeah. just if you buy it used, you know. Yeah, I buy it used, and I don't get access to like Dragon Age. I don't get access to playing as Shale or Mass Effect. I don't get access to the Cerebus network where they have DLC and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's pretty annoying to me. I, I I wish that they would get rid of it. I understand why they're doing it. They don't get any money from the used sales, obviously. But at the same time, I feel ripped off. But at the same time, I understand. It's like, you know. So yeah, why don't they make a system where they do get some money out of it? Like, at least a few dollars here and there. Well, that's ex- that's well they're, exactly they're, trying to, they're trying to do that, right? Where, where it's like, yeah, you, I think EA called it like the EA Online Pass. It's like that. It's like, okay, yep. it came with your games. You don't have it. You can pay us. I, I think it was like 30 bucks, something stupid. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly the number. Don't quote me on that. It's not a cheap amount to be able to play online. No, I mean, like, from retailers, like, if someone was to trade in something at GameStop, then some of that would go to uh, whatever the game's... Well, well, uh, why, why would they do that right now, though? Because right now, it's like, okay, we're just going to pocket the, the money that we get. We don't have to share anything with you. Legally, we can do this. Why would we share the money with you? I'm sure there's ways they can view transactions of what can, what's going on. I mean, police can do it. Um, 
uh, I mean, trade transactions and whatnot. Like, there's got to be some kind of records somewhere. But I guess it's 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 a big system to implement now, which would yeah. look like. And, an well, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a big system to implement, and at the same time, no retailer is actually gonna want to actually do that because, like, okay, we're selling your games used now, and we're pocketing this fifty dollars, whatever, straight into our pockets. And you want some of this money? Why would we? Why would we give you this money? Why would we give you any cut of this money when we're making it all by ourselves right now, legally, perfectly fine? True, but if there's enough people saying, "Okay, well, I I can't afford to get a game and have to pay extra for online," like um, I don't know, maybe if there's enough people like that, it's kind of like, "Okay, well, these guys aren't going to purchase our games anyways because they're traded. They're not going to be able to go online unless they they purchase the online code." That that's that, the entire thing too. It's like, okay, you can do the whole boycott thing where you're not going to buy this game. It's too expensive. Blah 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 blah. How many of those has ever worked? None. <laughs> Yeah, yeah a, good, a good example of that would be the Left 4 Dead 2 boycott. Yeah, Left 4 Dead 2 boycott. I remember seeing a picture. It's like, people signed this petition on Steam. Then the week it comes out, you go and you check this petition, and like 50% of people are playing the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wow. what I, the way that I, if I ran a game store, I mean, this is, I've thought of this a number of times. The way that I would run it is that. I would keep an inventory of the games that I sold. Now, I think the problem that that uh, they're running into is that they can't give it right back to the publishers because there's the distributor, that like the middleman in there, that actually is setting the price to the game store. Well, that's the thing, too. Developers and publishers, they've made their money when they sell their stock to the store already, right? Yeah, exactly. At the same, like, at the same time, they're, they're pretty much they're trying just to make more money off a game that they've already sold. It's not like uh, when I go to store, I buy my game, that money goes to the developer. No, it go, it's already paid for. The developer's already gotten their cut of the money already when the store bought the stock. Yep, yep. Yeah. What I well, think they that... want to sell more copies for people. Yeah. Like, instead of people buying a traded game, they want them to buy more copies of yeah, the game. Yeah, like they want the store to buy more inventory so that they can make more money, obviously. Yeah. What I think would be the best way to go is that the developers, they need to take the power into their hands. And they need to go to GameStop and say, okay, look, we are not going to give you any pre-order bonuses anymore. We're going to start giving them to Best Buy and Amazon and Walmart and you know all those other guys. Unless you give us 10% of your, the, the used sales from the, our games. By doing that, we will give you exclusive down, uh, DLC for these games, or you know, or even free DLC for to bundle with the the games that you sell used. Well, like I I, I know what you're saying, but at the yeah. same time, it's like okay, we're, I'm, let's say I'm the developer, and I'm going to go to the store. Okay, I'm not going to sell you this game unless you promise not to sell it used, or you give us a cut of any used sales. We're not going to give you any more games. Okay. So I'm the game store now. Okay, you can keep your game. I'll move on to the next one. Every pretty much every single store is going to say no. We're not going to do that. Well, because it wouldn't it wouldn't have to be the developer. It'd have to be the yeah, publisher. The publisher. So, I mean, yeah, it would yeah, have to be you know like Atari, EA. Yeah. I mean, well, the only, like the, the only well, ones the, that would be able to have any real clout would be like yeah. pretty much. Well, the EA. publisher is going to go to these stores and like okay, we're not going to sell you any more games. Okay, the store's like fuck you. For one, fuck you. Okay, we don't give us the games then, and you guys are going to go bankrupt because no one else is going to buy your shit. Because, like you guys said before, no yep. one wants to buy it digitally yet. And pretty much almost every single store now that sells video games has some sort of used market. Um, I know it's not here in Canada, but in the US, Walmart does sell used games. Fiat Shop sells used games. Best Buy used games. EB, mm-hmm. GameStop used games. Um, 
pretty much like at least half the market. They're selling used games, and that's pretty much free money right into their pocket, right? Yeah. Like, uh, actually, on that note, uh, today on uh, CBC.ca, there was actually a um, a news story about the gaming retail market. Overall, the retail market um, it declined for video games last year. Yeah. Uh, however, used sales went up. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a growing market, and what I think the publishers, developers, they need to uh, kind of come together and come towards the the uh, retailers and say, "Look, okay, we know you're selling our games used. Now, what we would like is, you know, you either you know drop the prices of your used copies, or you know, by ten percent, twenty percent, and we'll give you a five percent uh, purchase discount off of." like the the new copies so then what you can do is you can sell your new copies a little bit cheaper or something like that you know but like 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 logically logically that totally works but logically yeah but in in reality in a a business sense you know the guys are like no we're not going to do it we want to keep that ten dollars fifteen dollars to ourselves right yep because yeah, it would it would take some like a, a grassroots movement almost right? like a yeah. single store coming in and saying okay you know what I really want to give back to the developers for what they've put for the work that they've put out for every used copy that I sell of them I'm going to send them uh, two dollars from it and you know it will start slow but I could see it you know the developers then taking notes saying. Hey, we just got a check for fifty dollars this month from you know this game this game store. Yeah, they say you know we sold a bunch of your copies of the games. Here are a portion of the royalties. Now then, it would turn around. You know that that I think that extending of the olive branch from the retail market to the publishers would then cause a, a turnaround in kind from them to give the, that store. Either like uh, exclusive uh, pre-order bonuses, or DLC content, or uh, maybe early release games, or something like that. You know, just some a little yeah, bit like of it, like incentivizing the the game store themselves to pretty much give back to the company a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Or even just say, "Hey, thank you." You know. Yeah. That, but it has to. It can't start at the publisher side. I think it has to start at the game stores, the the retail side, for any sort of change for yeah. to come about or or the or the like. On that same note, if let's say like they were to stop selling the game used games altogether, many of the companies probably would end up going bankrupt. I know like EB Games, GameStop, like that. If they stop selling used games, they'd probably go bankrupt easily. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, because well, like I mean, they hell, like they have. Two stores in uh, the Kingsway Mall in here, in yeah. here. Uh, two stores in the same freaking mall. I mean, that, it's not a really big mall either. It's fairly small, and to, like the just for comparison purposes, I mean, there's only one in West Edmonton Mall, which is the largest mall in in North America. But a mall that's maybe a, you know, a fifth of the size has two of them in the same freaking mall. Well, like, well, they're not they're not branded as the same. though. one's still branded as EB Games. The other one's branded as GameStop, right? Yeah, their their names on title only outside yeah. the store. You walk in and you see ads that say EB Games in the GameStop and GameStop in the EB Games. So you you walk in, you immediately know that yeah. they're the same company. Well, like at at the same time though, I believe that Best Buy and Future Shop they're actually owned by the same parent company. Yeah, no, um, we have the same parent company. Yeah, uh, but we, we we are still in competition with each other. Yeah, you're still in competition with each other though. 
Yeah, yeah they, the they do actually carry different stock and have different sales yeah. tactics and that. So there is a bit more differentiating between the two. Well, at at the same time, though, like at, in the end, all the the revenue and stuff is still going back to the same parent company. True. Um, obviously, they're not going to be like you know, let's team up stuff like that, and they're not going to pretty much advertise it because they want to make it feel like there is that competition. Yeah, very true. But I mean, like from what, like just the, the GameStop EB. I mean, uh, the one that the GameStop in Kingsway is the only GameStop that I know of in Edmonton. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure all the rest one branded EB. Yeah, everything else is a branded EB. I yeah. mean, isn't the isn't the West Edmonton Mall one a GameStop though? No, it's an EB. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, like the one downtown is an EB. The one in West Edmonton Mall is EB. There's one in Kingsway that's an EB. One on North Side that's EB. South Side's an EB. Sure, uh, Park EB. Yeah, sure. Park EBs. Um, the, the two in Short Park that are EB, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just an interesting, you know, uh, difference there. Another note on the whole uh, going into the store versus digital. Like, personally, I have no problem with digital for my computer. Mm-hmm. I can buy games digital, no problem. I don't really care. Um, customer service-wise, though, whenever I go into the store, I know you're a manager at a store, uh, JD, at a Best Buy. I have been probably this week to about 10 different electronic stores. Customer service sucks. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. diminished a whole lot. It, it, no, I, it, I, not, it hasn't diminished. It sucks. Like, literally, all the stores I went to, nobody has ever asked me if I needed a hand at all, and I was actually, you know, looking around, making it, they'd actually look like I had no idea what I was looking for, and nobody actually ever helps me on these things, and I fucking hate going to the store because of that. Like all I, think it's, I, I, think, I think it's a bigger beast. I think it's just because in, in retail these days, uh, the wage isn't so great. So basically, yeah. for a job that, that pays a lot higher, it's not retail, and you can have a you know you can have a good job. Or if you you don't you don't have the qualifications, you know you you, you can't get a better job. You go into retail, but you, your your pay sucks. So yeah. if you're going for lower a lower job, which is retail, you know why would you even put in the effort to help out customers if you know, you're getting well, a wage. Yeah. Well, at the same time, it's like you're getting paid. You're supposed to be helping people. I'm fucking here to... I want I want to give your store money so I can buy something and pay your paycheck and I'm not getting the help I need. Like, I went to I went to a Best Buy. I went to two future shops. I went to EB. I went to HMV. I went to... I went to a, a different Staples than the one I work at. And pretty much all these stores, nobody had asked me if I even needed help. Maybe they were figuring you're gonna steal, so they're watching you. That that's the thing, though. I, I'm I'm a classy guy. I don't I don't look like a bum. <laughs> I don't know. They, 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 I, they watch me. I would agree with that. You do uh, dress to the nines. Uh, I think though that that issue is not um, limited though to electronic stores in general. It's actually something that I've uh, seen change over over the course of this generation of the workforce. The people that you know the 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 um, early teens, early 20s that are working these retail spots, they don't care. That's, that's oh, for I mean, sure, for sure. Th- they, that's they don't the, care that's for the sure. big thing. They don't, they, they've gone to the point where they don't give a, a, a flying rat's ass about the customer. They, <laughs> uh, nice bit of self-centership there, Ian. Hey, no problem. Um, that's what I'm here for, man. Um, anyway, like uh, my trophy wife, she was recently uh, managing uh, Cotton Ginny over the Christmas holidays. She was uh, 
going in just as a, in a managerial type role to help out for the the season because she had done it before and you know the company basically begged her to come in one of the uh, other staff there she went they got five boxes of stock in she was in for the morning half she got four of these boxes put away cleared away you know put on the shelf everything inventory itemized and everything like that the next person comes in she says you know all you ha- you have you know your whole shift ahead of you good 6 7 hours the store, by the way, is the, the deadest store in Canada, so it's not really like it's doing a lot of business. It, um, they may get like three customers in the entire day. She said to her, you know, if you can just put away this box, and, you know, it's just this one box, there's the, the, the spot where it goes on the wall, I've already cleared the space, all you need to do is pull out of the box, put it on the hangers, put it on the shelf. She said, okay, uh, my trophy wife comes in the next day, and it's not done. The girl's excuse, oh, I got busy. She did a total of twenty dollars in sales in her six hours. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, like I totally agree. People don't care anymore. Yeah, it's oh. it's it's the generation that we're living in. I mean, uh, it's it's gotten to the point where nobody cares about like, the customer. Like at the same time, like not not that nobody cares. Uh, the large majority of people don't care because, like, I I remember on uh, we went Boxing Day shopping, went to the Payless shoes. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and. They didn't have the shoes that uh, that she was looking for, so we asked the guy, "Can you check the other stores?" And you, I believe, you your exact words were, "If it's not a big problem, could you check the other stores?" And the guy that was helping us, I think he said, "It's not a problem at all. It's my job to do it. I'd be happy to do it for you." So it's literally, it's not everyone; it's just a large yep. majority. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I kind of blame the internet for this as well, uh, because online shopping has become an issue of where you don't interact with people. Where you just go in, you do your online browsing. You don't expect you don't expect it. And the 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 generation that is running the stores as the the shopkeepers almost nowadays, they're growing up in that generation where it's you know there is no customer service in most yeah. of their their transactions, so that they don't know the meaning of customer service or how to even give it. So there's a bit of a dis uh, a disconnect there, I think. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like you said, not everyone's act, not everyone's like that. I know a couple yeah. of stores I've been to recently that are fine. You know, they're okay. Yeah. Um, what, what do you have to say about this, JD? I know you're in a current management position at, uh, at uh, Best Buy there. Uh, what, what is your experience in this, in this field? Well, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a whole, it's a, it, you're right. It's a generation that we're in. Um, it, 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 it's a big it's a big problem where not only do people care if they're if they're fired and replaced, um, managers think that everybody's replaceable. So, you know, there's there's not really any there's no there's no res- responsibility or accountability going down on these people who aren't helping customers. If people aren't helping customers, like oh you know oh well uh, you know we'll just kind of give them a slap on the wrist and you know that's it right. Um, yeah, that's what I. That, that's that's my take on it. I think it's just this, the, the generation has kind of lost its own um, focus in terms of customer service. Yeah. Well, like at the same time, like you were just mentioning before, it's like you know the the in store is starting to feel like or like uh, there's no uh, there's no there's no actual interaction when you're doing online shopping. That's how I'm, I'm starting to feel now when I go into these stores. Like, you know, no one's here to help me. I know that I generally, I, when I do go shopping, I know what I'm looking for. I don't really need help, but it'd be nice to for someone to actually, hey, do you need a hand if anything? You know, I'm just over here if you need it, that type of thing. Um, it's gone to the point where it's like, you know what? Why aren't I just doing my online shopping? I get less, I pay less, I get the same product in the end. 
um, and I don't have to go out and deal with being treated like a customer that doesn't actually uh, that no one actually wants in their store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a definitely a, a lack of accountability and responsibility, and I think that the corporate market is almost becoming is almost to blame in that regard as well because of the online market. Yeah, the online market is so much more competitive that they have to lower their prices there. So what do they do is they, they cut costs on the retail side to make up so they can give hefty discounts on the online side. Yeah. And but the, who's going to feel that is the frontline employee because they are seen in the eyes of most management as disposable, as you mentioned there, JD. Disposable, and therefore they, the frontline employee looks at that and say, feels, well, I'm disposable. Well, why should I give a rat's ass if this company does any, any business anyway? They're not, they don't care about me. Why should I care about them? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And it's a, re- it's a really sad state of affairs, in my opinion. All right. Uh, speaking of in-store experience once again, um, how do you guys feel about... Uh, when was the last time you guys bought a game from EB or GameStop? Uh, uh, Tuesday. That was DC. Okay. Uh, today. Was there the hard pitch for the uh, the two dollar disc guarantee thing? No, actually, there wasn't. There was none at all. Really? Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Nothing. What were you in? Uh, well, mine was a DS game, and they know that I don't. Uh, oh I yeah, don't yeah, take yeah. it. Okay. Uh, but uh, they 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 now they they still pitch it uh, to me. They say you know you're you're not going to want you don't want it. Like they know that I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, but it. they they try it. They so they mention it anyway. They right? they do do it. And they make the push. Yeah, they make the push, and I you know I say good on them for making the push, even though I don't have to. I, they know I'm not going to do it because it is it is exactly that. It's not I'm not going to to um, accept it, but it is their job. Yeah. And you know, I, I respect that and you know, I'm not going to get mad at them for offering it even though they know I'm not going to take it. Errol, you have any uh, comment on that? Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't take the, the guarantee. Yeah. Even though I buy a lot of used games, I always make sure to check the disc. Yeah. And I, and I take good care of my gear, so I'm, you know... Okay. Um, well, JD, you're a manager, right? So do you actually do any floor sales or anything like that? Uh, I'm not a sales manager. I'm actually a non-sales manager. So I do okay. all the background work behind it. But okay. I understand understand why. I, I've been in retail for yeah. like 15 years. I understand why we have like services. Like in Blockbuster, we had a rewards program. Yeah. In Best Buy, we have the Geek Squad service. We have like the product replacement plan, a service plan, and an exchange plan. Yeah. So uh, I definitely understand the reasons why. Okay. There. Um, yeah, well, like before, for me, well, okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go, no, go ahead. You, I, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, argue for it and why the, I see where it is. But if you want to go forward, with yeah, you. okay. Like, well, JD's a manager. Um, Errol and Ian they work at a phone, so they don't have to deal with that. But I work uh, when I'm not working at the till. I actually work on the sales floor itself. Um, I, I I'm going to actually pretty much attest to the whole I don't care thing anymore because it's not because I don't actually care. Every single time I sell a printer, every single time I sell a computer, every single time I sell anything that you can plug in, I'm required to ask whether or not they want to buy an extended service plan, which pretty much are extended warranty, right? I don't know how many times people will not even let me finish speaking. They'll just ask them. It's like, I, it's not even I was like, do you want extended warranty? I will tell them. I will tell them what it is. I'll go, okay, do you want us to replace this if it breaks within the next two years? And half the time... Before I even finish speaking, the people no, I don't want it. No, I agree. I, I, the customers, I get that all the time. The customers they treat 
the people that that uh, that are trying to help them like shit, and in turn, the people that are trying to help them, they're like, you know what, fuck this. You gotta treat me like assholes, fuck them. Agreed, agreed. And, and whenever, like, whenever I actually bought I buy a game from EB GameStop, they push it hard on me. I don't know why. <laughs> they think I'm rich or something. <laughs> they push it hard on me, and I usually... It's the clothes, Steven. I, well, that's the thing. Like, usually when I buy games, it's usually, like, after school or whatever. I'm usually pretty, uh, pretty beat, pretty tired. I'm dressed nicely, but I, you can tell I'm freaking tired. And, you know, I always play these, like, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. No, I don't really need it. But it's these customers... Maybe you're that, just a rich guy on drugs. Possibly. You're an easy mark. <laughs> yeah, like, like every once in a while. Like, <laughs> He's tired. Let's go after him. <laughs> He's tired and rich. That's the best kind. He's confused. He's confused. Get him. Get him. A cold yellow. A cold yellow. <laughs> yeah, like, code like, green. Like, I, I, I completely understand how they feel. Like, you know what? You guys are required to ask whether or not I want this thing. And, you know, you guys are a lot of times, you are rated on whether or not you sell these things. So, you know, I'll play, you know, thank you. I don't need it. It's not something I'm looking for. You know, it's not a service I want. Then every once in a while you hear the guys like, no, I don't fucking want it. And they get all rude and shit to the guy. And obviously that's going to reflect back on the service that other people are going to get. It's like, hey, look, this guy's going to be a dick to me. Hey, look at that guy. He's probably going to be a dick to me too. So, you know what? I'm just going to push him through my till as fast as I can. Yep. Yep. I agree. No, I see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, f- from speaking with the people, uh, the employees at the, my local EB, um, I found that you know th- they have mentioned that they they are shoot for a quota on uh, the 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 disc warranties that they get for like there there's a, a quota that they try and hit. I mean, and I understand that. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense, and I think actually the disc warranty is probably the most reasonable one that I've I've heard of. Yeah, in terms of warranties, what it's like two three bucks. Yeah, and it, it guarantees it for a year. Now you got to think, you know, it, depending on the type of person, like us, yeah. obviously, we're old school gamers, so we know to take care of our the, the yeah. stuff and that. Put this thing back in the case. Don't use it as a coaster, all that crap. Unless, it, it, yeah. exactly, exactly. Unless but, this, uh, you know, you look at mom movie. buying a little t- little five year old Timmy uh, the the latest Mario game, for example. I Requirement. Mean, yeah. Yeah, it's all, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he you know, he's going to pull it out, drop it on, you know, leave it on the front of the floor there. Cat or dog's going to come up, maybe give it a few bites and chomp on that. I think, you know, I've only I've had to uh return a game once. Uh it was like a Def Jam that fighter that came up for Fight for New York. York. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was a game Danny Trejo was in it. That actually <laughs> I, um got that uh, you know, I obtained that through um, uh, as a I don't know I guess it would be a gift or such, but it was a, a game that um, my trophy wife again was help was in one of her many jobs doing a uh, fire and flood restor with a fire and flood restoration company. This place had a flood and they were you know everything that gets flooded it all gets thrown out. Well, he had a PS3, and uh, the PS3 wasn't damaged, but there was a bunch of games that were damaged, and this was one of them. And uh, she, uh, you know, they were going to throw it out, so she asked, you know, could she have it? And they said, sure, no problem, it's just going to be tossed out anyway. I got it, opened it up, and the fellow had uh, purchased it with the warranty. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, hey, cool. So, you know, I walked into the EB, it was like, you know, almost a year, like, almost a year after the game had been purchased, you know, the, the, the case was all waterlogged, you know, the instruction manual was torn up and chewed up. I, I brought it in and said, you know what, hey, can I get this replaced? And said, hey, sure, no problem, here's a brand new copy. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was still in its shrink wrap, too. I mean, it was like, you know, and I think that was an, ab- it was like, no questions asked, 
perfect, hassle-free. It wasn't like, you know, sure, here, fill out all these forms, you know, why are you returning it, what's happened with, with it, you know, what, you know. So no, it's not is, like... Uh, this has got water damage on it, how'd that happen? <laughs> oh, God, so, God. It's, so it's not like your experience trying to get the uh, the Microsoft uh, mailing address? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. You know, that, that's, that is a prime example for, you know, retail, dema- uh, you know, a demanding to have a retail experience. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if we want to get into that here. Because <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to do a like a a, a sub podcast. You know, a, at a you know a, a separate file just for your rant on getting the address for Microsoft. The mailing address. Uh, uh, that was uh, pretty uh, epic. All right. Um, pre-orders. How do you guys feel about pre-orders? When's the last time you pre-ordered a game? Um, Tuesday. What did you pre-order? I actually don't remember now. <laughs> oh, I know. It was uh, Dragon Age 2. Okay. Uh, pretty early months ago. Ian? Um, I got a few pre-orders on the go right now. I have a pre-order out for um, Dragon Age 2, uh, Dead Space 2, and Little Big Planet 2, and I'm planning on dropping a few more on uh, like MotorStorm Apocalypse, um, um, New Mortal Kombat. Uh, no, I don't really care about Marvel vs. Capcom. I mean, I'm not going to put a pre-order uh, on it. Yeah, I'll play it, but I'm not a big on the pre-order side on it. Errol, you pre-order? Uh, yeah, I have uh, Dead Space 2 and Dragon Age 2. Um, I need to put a pre-order on... Uh, it's like human... Re- <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense! Angry Birds 2. It's out for, uh, for the Apple computer now. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, yes, <laughs> I need to put a pre-order down on Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I'm, I forgot to do that. Um, okay. Yeah. No. I. 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 I'm for certain games. Yes, I will definitely throw down the pre-order. Why? That. That's. That's what I want to ask you guys. Why, Why do you guys okay. pre-order? Just so uh, it's guaranteed. Yeah, and the pre-order bonuses. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Let me ask you something with this guaranteed. You get your game guaranteed. Okay. So you're you're pre-ordering Dragon Age. Yes. And Dead Space. Those are both released by EA Games, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen those? Did you really believe that you're not going to get your coffee? Nah. Eh, well, also, and I went for for Dead Space Two. I went for like the collector's edition for PS3. Okay. So you know, usually for some a lot of the games that I pre-order are usually the ones that I go for the collector's edition or the limited, whatever they have. So there's you know they're. A note on the, the Dead Space. Did you get yeah? With the PS3 version, there is only the special edition with the uh, which comes with Dead Space Extraction. Now, did you go with the collector's edition, which you get the replica plasma cutter, or did you go with the special edition because the Xbox has the special, regular, and collector's edition? I think I went collectors. Uh, just give me give me one second. I'll check my uh, pre-order receipt, and I will be just right back. Okay. Okay. Did, is that why you, why uh, you JDN? Ian, why, why do you guys pre-order? Is it, is it because you want your game guaranteed? or? No, no, it's uh, pretty much just collectors. Uh, I use, like I said, I, I still work for Best Buy. I used to work for Blockbuster. We did pre-orders in both. The only reasons why we did pre-orders in both was not because we were offering collectors. It's because we wanted to lock in sales from yeah. customers. Okay, so, so you, do, you, do buy, you do pre-order for the collectors. Um, when's the last time you were on your sales floor? How many collectors editions of the, like, let's say, Black Ops Prestige edition do you have on your floor right now, or Assassin's Creed Collected Edition? Oh, uh, Assassin's Creed, we have zero. Really? Uh, Call of Duty, we have zero. I am very surprised. Yeah, we have, like, nothing. Because <laughs> pretty much 
pretty much all of January, I was looking, me and my buddy were looking for a collector's edition of, the, or we were actually looking for the, yeah, we were looking for the prestige edition of Black Ops for PlayStation 3, which is pretty much sold out everywhere. Every single place we went, they always had the Xbox version, and yeah. they always had collector's editions of uh, Assassin's Creed. They always had collector's editions of, uh, what was that the game I was thinking now? Of Halo Reach, they've always had those. Pretty much. Yeah, Halo Reach, yeah. Yeah. I think it just it depends on allocation, because I, I do work at one of the smallest Best Buys in Canada. Um, however, we are number two in Canada. But anyways, um, we, we I work at the, one of the smallest Best Buys, so obviously our allocation for collecting... Yeah, you, you get less stuff in, right? Yeah, I just checked my, my um, uh, receipt, and I went for the collector's edition for... Uh, so I went, yeah, you know, for the all out. I want my replica plasma cutter. Yeah, like like I okay, like like I even remember. Um, I went, I walked into EB Games and I looked up. They have those racks on the ceiling, pretty much, of uh, big boxes and stuff like that. I remember even seeing like Arkham Asylum collector's editions. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, nice. like it seems like collector's editions. They're not too hard to come by anymore. If you want them, you can get them, it seems like. So, like, I, I have not pre-ordered a game since, uh... last game I remember pre-ordering was Dead or Alive Ultimate for the original Xbox. Wow. I think, yes. I think it's also because of the... It, what happens is you get multiple shipments of collector's editions sometimes. So, yeah. if you want the game on its release date and you want a collector's edition, then yes, you should pre-order it. But only if you want it on its release date. They're gonna get more collector's editions for yeah. some games anyways. So I think that's what the whole point is. Well, like yeah, like I know what the like really the whole point of the pre-order is, so that you know they can lock in ourselves. We can post that we're going to be we're for sure making this much money. But like personally, I do not see any reason to pre-order anymore. I find myself I do I still do a lot of pre-ordering, and I believe in it. Um, the reason why I pre-order is for uh, confirming that I'll get the game for one. Um, a good example of this is uh, Ghost Trick. I actually, I, I did actually pre-order that. Uh, it's a, 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 a smaller game. Uh, EB only actually got three copies in, and they were all three were spoken for. I uh, haven't been able to find it anywhere else, and uh, it was actually supposed to come out on Tuesday, and it didn't come in till today. And talking with the manager at EB, they've been getting a lot of calls about it, and it's one of those games that you know it's a yeah. smaller game that's not going to be big. With it's the, like. With the collector's editions, like, I agree with you. Like Batman Arkham Asylum, I, mean, I was seeing those collector's editions for months afterwards. Oh, you, I, you, can, you can still see them now. <laughs> yep. I, I think what's happened is, is that the big box stores, are, they're the ones to blame for this. Is because what's happening is that they're projecting that everyone's going to want a collector's edition, and if they don't, they're going to buy a whole shit ton extra. And that's what, what's... Uh, causing the rundown of the collector's edition into the ground in that regard. I mean, if you look back and you look back, you know, games before like Future Shop and Best Buy got into that sort of thing, collector's editions were exactly that, collector's editions. You could not find them very, very often. I mean, I can still go out and I, I can probably find a Bioshock uh, collector's edition. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I've, I've seen them around too. Uh, a Resistance uh, Fall of Man, the original PS3 game that came out back in, I believe it was 2006, I, I can still find a collector's edition at the local uh, Future Shop. Yeah, like like in Resistance itself, I actually uh, I bought the game when it first came out, then I sold it, and 
a buddy of mine actually just recently picked the game up Resistance 2, and he's like, oh, there's a multiplayer, you should, uh, you have the game. It's like, no, I don't have it, I used to have it, but, uh, but I traded it in. It's like, oh, that's shitty, I wanted to play, uh, wanted to play multiplayer with you. So, uh, like, a couple days come back, a couple later, a couple days pass, and I'm at a Best Buy in, uh, on Self Common, and they actually had a collect. this is in August, no, not August, in October, and I was walking around about that Best Buy, and they actually still had a collector's edition of Resistance 2 that I picked up for, I think it was like 15 bucks, something like that. Yeah, so the collector's uh, edition have some. <laughs> yeah, like they're not hard to come by, some of these collector's editions. And the weird thing is, like you said, you, you can still find like the Bioshock collector's edition, and I think like some of the stuff in there is actually number stamped. So there is a limited number of these things, but they just pump so many of these things out that they're still everywhere. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with this, that they almost are flooding the market in some cases, uh, and that's really caused a downfall to the collector's edition. Now, I mean, on the flip side, there are some that you, you won't find, like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, just taking a look around here. Um, prototype was one that I pre-ordered um, back in the day. Now, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it did sell really well, although it wasn't critically acclaimed. It sold over, like, uh, 2 million copies, which yeah. is fairly decent. For yeah, it, it, it definitely probably made money. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting the collector's edition of that, you get a little uh, figure with it, like a, a, a PVC figure. Uh, Splatterhouse, another game, wasn't really great. You know, you pre-order that, you get a, you get a, a six and a half inch uh, bust of the, the, the demon mask in it. I mean, that's why I pre-ordered the... the them okay. for, the for, 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 the, for the swag. Yeah, for yeah, the swag, then. Exactly. The collector's editions are a bit more rare that I go for. I mean, uh, some of them I will go for just because they're really cool, and I want to guarantee it. Because, like, for example, um, last year's uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, it came <laughs> with the, the night vision goggles. Yep. I mean, those One, another thing that actually came with, it came with maps that were exclusive as well. Yep, exactly. I mean, I did, you know, with the night vision goggles, I mean, I picked it up only because, you know, I went down, it's like, you know, if I can find it and pick it up, great, I'll get it. If not, then it wasn't meant to be because I wasn't really big into Call of Duty, still not. But, I, you know, those were really good quality night vision goggles. I never saw another one of those on the shelf. Uh with the Black Ops, you know, I wanted. I was thinking, you know, if I can find it at a decent price, the Prestige Edition, I'll pick it up just for the RC car. I've only seen it at one place, and that was at uh, Play Me in West Edmonton Mall. And they oh, you, you, you can trust me. You can find them. They're, they're for Xbox. You can find them everywhere. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, I haven't. That's the only place I've seen it, and I've, I have looked. Yeah. I've looked at the Best Buy, the Future Shop, the EBs, and I haven't seen it anywhere else. So I mean, it's oh, yeah. not as uh, pervasive. But, uh, yeah, they've definitely, you know, there's some issues uh, out there in that regard. All right. Well, so, well, since we're talking about the old collector's edition, Errol, you, you actually seem to actually like to buy the collector's editions, yeah? Yeah, for, for some games. I mean, for it's some really, games. Okay. It, it depends on, like, to be honest, most of the games are, like, like the Bioware. I'm, yeah. I'm huge for Bioware. But, um, like, Dead Space 2, I decided to go for it because Dead Space 1 actually was given to me. It was a birthday present for my brother. And he bought it pre-owned, and I had never even, like, I'd heard, seen some ads for it, but I didn't know the premise. So it was kind of, you know, a, a nice, uh, you know, a nice surprise, because yeah. I really enjoyed that game. But um, just trying to see what games I do have the special editions for. Uh, Forza 3, I pre-ordered with the, the, the special edition. So I got, you know, like, the, the keychain, the USB, and then it came with a bunch of the, the downloadable car packs and track packs, you know, pre yeah. 
you know, I got the the cards. Um, what else here? Uh, Prince of Persia, like the um, not the uh, what, what's that even, what did that even come with? Uh, it came with. Just give me a second. Let me pull up the. Damn it! Just get. Because I, I don't, I don't even remember him releasing a collector's edition for that. Yeah, no, they did. They came. It was, um, yeah, the um, pre, it was actually, yeah, it was the pre-order, the special edition pre-order edition. Uh, comes with limited edition includes making of Prince of Persia, digital Prima mini strategy guide, digital art book, original soundtrack. You know, okay, well, like, yeah. How, how much, how much are you guys actually willing to pay for collector's editions? I'm curious. I don't usually buy collector's editions. It, for me, it really depends on what you're, I'm getting out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, depends I'm, on the content. Well, yeah, like, let, I mean, let, let's say you're going to get a, a soundtrack, an art book, and uh, let's see what else you want to come with this garbage, and a metal case instead of a plastic one. I'll pass. I won't even touch it. JD? I think he, he just... Uh, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm willing to spend a little <laughs> bit of like a, a slight premium. Yeah, on the the normal price of the game for especially for things like the art books. Well, and how, stuff like how, that. how how slight of a premium are you talking? You're talking like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, five bucks, what? Yeah, you're like you know like ten, fifteen, but it really depends on the you know how much extra I'm getting. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, to, there are some of my collector's editions that I got that you you can't find, uh, like the God of War three collector's edition. Oh, they still uh, have that in a uh, short park. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I say, I haven't I haven't seen it since the the day that it came out personally. Um and you know, that came with uh, Pandora's box, it came with an art book, the soundtrack, uh some DLC for the and that. And you know, that it's more about um what is added onto it, not mm-hmm. so much in the digital con- context, but actually in the yeah, physical actual, context. Yeah, a yeah. physical art book. You know I mean uh, I, I don't the art book you know, I'll look at it and I'll, I'll thumb through it once, and then I'll put it away and never look at it again. I like, you know, I bought the the Batman um, collector's edition because I wanted the Batarang, and then it turned it out to be a piece, a piece of, of garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was hoping, you know, I could don on my night go- vision goggles and take my Batarang and go fight crime, but it uh, <laughs> doesn't work out so very well. You know, that little stand that the Batarang is attached to kind of makes throwing it a bit uh, bulky and cumbersome. Yeah. Okay, uh, JD, you disappeared for a second there. Um, okay, I just asked him, um, okay, you're going to buy a collector's edition that comes with a soundtrack, an art book, and a metal case instead of a plastic case. How much more are you willing to spend for that? Extra 10 bucks. 10 bucks, really? Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's how much it usually would be, wouldn't it? Normally it is. I'm with yeah. you, though, Ian. I'd, I'd say, okay, fuck you, I'm just going to buy the standard edition. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, again, I don't know, I'd- I'm a sucker for... <laughs> I'm a total no. sucker for like the collector's editions. Total sucker. I like, I, I, used, I used to be until Jade Empire came out. What you didn't like, Monk Zeng? No, okay, okay, the, the, the whole thing about Jade Empire is I have literally never seen a non collector's edition of that game. Really? Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree every, with that. Every single copy I saw was the foil one, the special edition or collector edition that came with the extra content. I've never seen a standard edition of that game in my life. Well, to be honest, I bought my collector's edition pre-owned, so I can't really say much on that. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I mean, that's exactly what I saw. I mean, the the example of a really good collector's edition, I think, would be um, Little Big Planet Two. I mean, it's coming with uh, two bookends as well as a uh, Sackboy plushie, uh, eleven DLC like levels. Uh, I think it's like you know eight 
costumes too that are exclusive to the little big planet too a, a soundtrack a making of you know and it's they're charging about an extra ten dollars for all that stuff oh that's I mean, actually a pretty good deal then yeah, it, it's like, it might be a bit more than ten dollars. I might be wrong. Probably enough, more I mean, than the, ten bucks. Especially getting <laughs> the bookends. amount of stuff that you're getting on it is um, like huge. I think another really good example of uh, the the collector's edition would be Mortal Kombat, uh, the new Mortal Kombat. What they've announced. I mean, you got the regular edition, uh, which is just the game. The special edition, or sorry, the collector's edition, which uh, includes uh, two again bookends. Like uh, both uh, Scorpion on one side and uh, Sub Zero on the other, and I think it's another ten dollars. And I, uh, also, if you pre-order it, you get an additional, uh, an original skin for the either Scorpion, Reptile, or Sub Zero, along with their original Fatality. But if then if you go for the tournament tournament edition, then you get a uh, arcade stick, which is a piece of garbage because MK layout only. Yeah, it's an MK layout only, but uh, what's interesting about it is that it will actually open up, and it's uh, designed for incredibly easy customization. It yeah. has storage underneath. Which yeah, I that, think that, is, that part's actually pretty cool, but, you know. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, that's... The point know, of having a joystick just for Mortal Kombat is kind of stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you uh, on that, but, I mean, there are those Mortal Kombat heads out there. I mean, you yeah. are definitely more Street Fighter-oriented. Yeah. Well, I know, like, I know, I think Evolution still plays Mortal Kombat. A lot of the big tournaments actually still play Mortal Kombat, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the Mortal Kombat diehards, I mean, that's like something quite amazing, even though not very many games use that that type of layout. Yeah. But I mean, the, the amount, like, the way that uh, the customization is laid out on the buttons and that, I mean, it opens up and you can actually see the circuitry on the, the, the buttons and that. Yeah, they're all, they're all quick release buttons and stuff like that. You can swap them out yeah, and that kind so of thing. I, mean, yeah. I think that's that, pretty cool. That is a really good idea. I would like to see them, you know, if they could implement some sort of like custom layout where you can move the buttons around, like a custom top. That'd be fabulous, yeah. and I'd drop, you know, drop money on that in a heartbeat. But yeah, well, like um, yeah, like, like I was saying, normally I don't normally buy the collector's edition. Recently, though, they have been starting to release stuff that is more worth the money. Mm-hmm. Still, I still don't think I'll be picking up any collector's edition in the near future. One of them I do wish that I did pick up though was uh, was Black Ops actually, or at least getting the hardened edition. Yeah. Um, the standard edition when you buy it, it comes with the one zombies map, and then you finish the game, you get another one. The thing is, if you buy the hardened or prestige edition, I think the hardened edition is another twenty bucks, or the prestige edition, you actually get four more zombies maps, which um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with those like. The thing is that they're never going to ever release those maps as DLC. So pretty much, like I said, me and my buddy of mine were looking, we're out looking for this thing because we wanted these maps, and we did not know that they actually came with these maps even. Yeah, I mean, I think that the one thing that I like about the pre-orders, which I I, I think is great, is offering free DLC, like free day one DLC. I would like to see them offer like uh, maps. If it, for example, if it's a map. They offer that as um, as DLC, like paid DLC later on, um, because okay, it just so increases like, yeah, the, if, the if playership. You, yeah, if you can get it later on. But the thing is, like like I said, for Black Ops, you you're you're never going to be able to get these four maps. They're yeah. never yeah, they're never going to release it. Well, it's knowing like, it's knowing Activision, it'll probably come out in the summer. No, because they're, <laughs> well, they're, they're they're releasing a map pack. I think is like in April, but it's not before that come came in the collector's editions of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, See, as soon as it starts to uh, die off, I'm certain that they will because you know that will increase their their uh, 
yeah, the gaming it's, audience. It's free money, point. right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, a good example of a pre-order bonus uh, was for Gears of War 2. Um, if you pre-ordered it, you got a, uh, a golden uh, uh, chainsaw gun. Yeah, and uh, play. I did play that online a little bit, and uh, you know, you'd hear whenever someone came on there, you'd always hear, "Oh my God, how'd you unlock that? Where'd you get that? How'd you get that?" And you know, you get all the answers. Well, oh no, you had to get like five thousand kills in this this map. I heard a few times, and you know, just totally bullshitting with them. But you know, it was actually a pre-order bonus. It was like something that prestige. Yeah. Okay. Bragging well, rights. Yeah. yeah, bragging rights. Yeah. Well, like. Talking about the whole pre-order thing, um, recently a lot of games have been doing, uh, like you pre-order a fuss, you get this, you pre-order the other guy, you're not going to get this, you're going to get this instead. How do you feel with that? I am angry. You Dang. should be. Are you angry at the birds? No, I'm angry at, of all people, I never thought I'd say this, I am angry with Square Enix. Why are you angry with Square Enix, Harold? ASAC, Human Revolution... It's either if you let me just pull up the uh, the details here. Just give me a second because there's two separate pre-order bonuses. So if you want to get it all, you have to buy two copies of the goddamn game. Um, well, yeah, that's not. I, I mean, the, a good example of that. I mean, uh, of uh, being you know almost as Activision with uh, Transformers and War for Cybertron. Yeah. Depending on yep. who you ordered it through, GameStop, Amazon, or um, Best Buy, you got a different uh, bonus character. Yeah, you got I, a different bonus character. Eventually, they did with the first DLC. They did you. It unlocked everyone. Yeah, it unlocked still, everyone. But I mean, before that happened, yeah, but still, uh, people those didn't codes know, right? were yeah. going on uh, eBay for hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was quite something. I believe uh, New Vegas did that as well. Actually, yeah, uh, New Vegas did yeah, that. New yeah, Vegas, different, uh, and I. Think I'm not 100 percent sure this little big planet two is actually doing that too. Uh, not Are little. You... I, it might be. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I know that uh, Mortal Kombat is. If you yeah. order through EB, you get uh, uh, Scorpion. If you order through Best Buy, you get Sub Zero, and Amazon, you get uh, Reptile, their yeah. original character and their their original fatalities. Which it, you know it. Is cool. I really hope that they offer it as DLC later on, like like what yeah. um, Dead Rising did. I mean, that, they that was a really good idea with their. Yeah, there's four different uh, DLC bonuses depending on who you pre-ordered through, and um, they then decided, okay, game's been out two months. We're going to release one DLC pack each month uh, for two dollars. And I thought that was a, a really well done w- way with it. You know they. They said, okay, you get it, it's a bonus, but uh, we're going to bring it out and make it available to the masses down the line. Yeah. The, yeah, Deus Ex Human Revolution, there's two, essentially, pre-orders. There's what they call the Tactical Enhancement Pack and the Explosive Mission Pack. Explosive Mission Pack is through GameStop or EB, and then the other one is if you go through Amazon, Best Buy, or Walmart. One gives you a, uh, an exclusive mission, a multi-shot grenade launcher, and remote detonated devices and such. The other is a shotgun, a sniper rifle, and cash. Now, normally yes. I buy through EB. That's who I do most of my pre-ordering with. And so that's the shotgun, the sniper rifle, and the, and the, um, and the cash. But like, the thing is... Yeah, like at that point, it's actually altering your game then, right? Yeah. Especially in the fact that with if you go with the other, you get into this exclusive mission, the Tongs Rescue. So you're bringing in it, it's bringing in one of the key characters to the uh, the all the yeah. following games, all the other day set games. So I'm like JD, I might pay you a visit at work one of these days. Is basically what I'm saying. Hey, 
Yeah. I'll wait for you there. <laughs> Security! <laughs> We're sold out, buddy. Sorry. All these copies behind me, they're all uh, pre-orders. You had a pre-order? No? <laughs> Sorry. I think it was... Uh, I can't, I can't completely remember the story. Marvel vs. Kathmandu 3, if you pre-order, you get Jill for download, don't you? Yeah, you get Jill and Shimagora. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you actually, get, you actually get characters if you pre-order. I if think that's don't. just wrong. If you, don't, you, if you don't, you have to pay for them later on. That's like just they'll, wrong. They'll end up... They'll end up as DLC later, but... Yeah, for sure, they're going to be DLC well, later. Well, it it's just like um, Juggernaut in uh, Ultimate Alliance 2. Yeah. yeah which, which apparently they like lapsed on the license. You actually can't get him anymore, if you, even if you have it. Even if you have the code. Yeah, huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they pulled it down. Huh. So if you ha- didn't download it, your SOL on it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I downloaded it. Alright, so pre-orders for free stuff. Good. Pre-ordered for stuff that you will end up having to pay for later. Bad, pretty. And also pre-order the the what they list is you know a pre-order bonus, but they make or DLC that make you pay for. But if it's already on the disc itself, you know it's it's just locked content. That is a crock of shit. You know. Yeah, I agree with them. If and it's wh- on the disc, give us access. Personally, I think the the best pre-orders that I've uh, encountered are the ones that give me something that I can hold in my hands. Yeah, just like a piece of swag or something like that. Cool, right? Exactly. I mean, like uh, Mirror's Edge, for example, uh, a game I absolutely loved. Didn't get great reviews, but I thought it was an amazing uh, game. Was uh, the Messenger Bag? You got the, you, that was hard to find. I mean, I, that uh, you got that as a pre-order. It's like a twenty-dollar, you know, really nice like- quality Messenger Bag that you got. Or like Resident Evil 5? What was Resident Evil 5? Oh, yeah, Resident Evil 5. You got uh, a a PVC figure. Um, And the bag, and one of the BSAA patches, and... Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I I forgot about that. It was actually... You got a a fair amount of swag. Yeah, for for just pre-ordering the game, and I think that's... Well, no, I didn't pre-order. I picked it up day of, but it was just like the special edition. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, like the pre-order stuff, like, you know, when it is actual bonus, I mean, like uh, Metroid Prime, uh, it was a, 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 sp- a special stylized CD case um, that for like, you know, just a 20 disc CD holder. I think stuff like that is what you really need to give uh, and not like, you know, um, cheesy DLC bonuses. Yeah. Okay. Um now we've gone through pre-orders. I know both you, JD, and uh, Ian both have terrible horror stories. Have you ever not gotten your stuff when you pre-ordered? Yes. <laughs> Lots of times. Let's start with uh, JD. I'm pretty sure, uh, what was it? I think the, the Street Fighter Four Collector's I Edition. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it was hilarious. I don't remember all the details, but I remember I had pre-ordered it a while back. And they gave me a call the day before release date saying, oh, by the way, we're not going to have enough copies to, to uh, fill all of our pre-orders, so yours will maybe come in in the next shipment. No, that maybe kind of is the clincher because there's a chance that I was not going to get a collector's edition, which I really wanted, which was stupid because I could have easily pre-ordered from my own store. Now, this is EB that I pre-ordered at just because I didn't know back then if my, if my store was going to actually get collector's editions. Now, my store was getting collector's editions, and I didn't do the pre-order. Um, or sorry, my, my store was not going to get collector's editions, um, but I could have done a pre-order at my store anyways, thinking we could have. 
But um, yeah, all of a sudden they're they're phoning me the day before saying I won't have Street Fighter Four the next day when it releases, which was really stupid. So I had to complain up and down, and uh, eventually they did ship one from uh, across Canada for me. Uh, but still, the whole the whole thing is if I'm going to pre-order a game, uh, I assume they're going to have one for me. That's the whole point of a pre-order. Yes, it is, and that's actually one of the reasons why I don't pre-order, because I have heard too many stories of people pre-ordering collector's editions, and it's like, okay, well, we are actually only ordered 15, and 30 people pre-ordered, these 15 people aren't getting one now. I have never come across that, and so... See, actually, I've, had, I've had cases where I've pre-ordered games, it was actually um, Ultimate Alliance 2, because remember, Ian, I also pre-ordered your copy as well, because you were out of the country at the time. Yep. And I picked up yours. But the funny thing is, even though I went in and pre-ordered, and I said, you know, two copies, PS3, when they process it, they put it through on the receipt as 1361 PS3. And so I show up, I look at the pre-order, so I'm like, the hell? That's a mistake. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. We got plenty of copies. <laughs> they just swapped it. No questions asked. See, I can understand if they told me that I wasn't going to get my pre-order if I pre-ordered it three days before, because yeah. I would assume they would have ordered it a long time ago. But I pre-ordered mine like months ago, like months, and to tell me that I wasn't going to get my pre-order was just silly. Like for me, like logistically, like just like I said, like, okay, you might not get it. You pre-order, you're not going to get it. Then at the same time, I was okay, I pre-ordered it. I didn't have to pre-order it. They have a million copies of this thing. Yeah. But yeah. it also, it, was, it wasn't a, a collector's edition or a limited edition or anything like that. It was just a standard. Okay. So that, that, that is the main difference that, holy shit. They're making a thief four. All right, Ian. Horror stories. <laughs> hey, hang on to that. We'll, 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 we'll get back to that after. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm making a note here. We're, we're we're in a groove. Yeah, I mean, uh, my two experiences. Uh, I got one for both online and one offline. Um, my first one would have been when uh, Dragon Age came out. I had actually had a uh, gift certificate for a future shop, and um, you know, I remember you know, I wasn't feeling well. You know, I figured you know. I'm going to get it shipped to me. I looked it up and it said, okay, you know, release date was, I don't remember what it was. Maybe let's say just March the 1st for argument's sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have, uh, you know, I got a gift certificate for them. You know, why not? I'll order it online. You know, guaranteed shipping, you know, guaranteed to be, be there. March 1st rolls around. Uh, go to, you know, it hasn't shipped. March 2nd, nothing. Uh, I call the store and say, oh, yeah, yeah, it came in. Uh, we're currently sold out, though. This is the storefront. The online site says, has not yet been released. Uh, a week and a half goes by. We're, you know, fast forward to, like, March 10th. Online says, uh, release date March 28th. Um, I, call, I call their customer service line, and I say, okay, uh, what's going on here? Your, your online store says the release date March 28th. I've called your retail store, which is literally down the street from me, and I go in there and pick it up, but they're currently sold out. They've had it out for over a week now. Why is it telling me that it's not going to be released yet? I was told, well, that's because, sir, the game hasn't been released yet. And it was just total, you know, it blew my mind. It was like, what the hell are you telling me? It hasn't been released yet. I called your store. They said they don't have any copies in right now. They got it for the 360. They don't have it for the PS3. But this game hasn't been released yet. So, you know, ultimately what ended up happening 
is I ended up going down to the uh, down to a, a local store, canceling my online order, going down there, picking it up, and writing into the writing into the Best Buy or sorry the Future Shop customer service department saying with a, uh, a scan of the the receipt saying well according to your online store and your customer service representatives this game didn't doesn't come out for another two weeks but yet here i have a copy and a receipt to prove that i bought it i want compensation never heard anything back not even a response <laughs> so i mean you know that's that's you know that was my maybe, online maybe experience. it was maybe it was the way that you just said you, you demand compensation i demand satisfaction <laughs> well you know I, I i asked for you know like you know i don't you know some sort of you know gesture of goodwill, even just saying, you know, hey, sorry, we screwed up. An apology for the way you were treated by you know the multiple customer service reps that you've talked to, <laughs> basically treating me like an idiot. Now, then, you know, now to the retail side, uh, that would be with Rock Band 3's keyboard. Now, this I'm not so get that keyboard yet. God, a month and a half at <laughs> least. I mean, Why did you just go out and buy a keyboard? Because it, you couldn't get the, the MIDI adapter wasn't released yet. It, it didn't get released until like about three months after the game came out. Okay, fair enough. So I mean, the the problem there. I mean, I can't. I don't really can't really blame um, the the retail store EB because it was a distribution issue by Harmonix. Um, they totally screwed over Canada in a whole in the whole. I mean, finding a rock band keyboard even today is uh, pretty difficult. Short Park has like, eight of them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Short Park seems to have everything. They do. That's that's where we found the uh, the hardened edition of Black Ops. Yeah. Well, you um, found one. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, the it took you know they got in. They had uh, at least twelve pre-orders for uh, for it. And they were, you know, they were told right up until the day before that they were getting at least twelve in. Then the shipment comes in; they get three, and they, they didn't see any more for another month and a half. All right, so there was a slight screw up with the recording there, so there's going to be a small gap, or whatever. Okay. All right, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, it's just, oh, to, it's just trying to pick up Errol again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that one was my fault. It looks like my wireless kicked out there. All right, awesome. Okay, so month and a half for your rock band keyboard. Yeah, it was not not pleasant. Plenty of them down in the states. Nothing in Canada. You know, I blame Harmonix. They really screwed up there. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, personally, I don't have any real horror stories about pre-ordering and like that. I don't pre-order. I just walk into the store and buy games. Um, I do have I do have actual horror stories of retail. Nothing really game related I can think of. But yeah, you guys have anything you want to share? Um, yeah, I've had, I've, I've been, for the most part, my pre-order, um, 
pre-ordering has been a really good experience. Uh, again, probably Likewise. Because, uh, it's probably because the people that I have dealt with at my at the EB. Well, like yeah, say at the same time, yeah, you have uh, you have some clout with them. You know them; they're going to take care of you. If let's say you didn't pre-order from them in a different store, would you think you'd still get the same service? No. I mean, they've yeah, gone definitely. out of their way. Like they, they've uh, been, sh- they've not gotten in uh, their pre-order bonuses on time when the game came in. Yeah, uh, and they have gone out of their way to locate other stores to call them to have the the pre-order bonus either shipped in for me or held at that store so I could go and pick it up. So I mean, I I, I definitely feel like I've you know I've given them respect and that my business and they've yeah. really gone extra mile. For yeah, that's the whole thing. Like they they know that if you, they treat you right, you're gonna come back. Yep. They've definitely, you know, they've de- they've definitely earned my business. All right, Errol, you got any uh, horror stories, pre-order or otherwise? Pre-order horror? No, actually, no. Um, surprisingly, no. And the thing is, I mean, I generally shop at the um, the same EB that Ian goes to. I mean, not as Frequent. often as yeah, not as frequently as he does. You know, no, we're not on a first name basis with uh, with the management or anything like that. But you know, it's. Uh, Right, but still frequently enough, I guess. But uh, no, I, I've actually, I've generally had relatively good retail experiences, especially dealing with with uh, with um, game shops, yeah. either EB, GameStop, um, Future Shop, Best Buy, you know. All right, JD, you got anything? Mm, nothing more. All right, I suppose. All right, yeah, wanna... uh, just on the whole retail and uh, online, uh, to bring it back to that for a moment there. Sure. Uh, what, what do you guys take on the prices? I mean, like, uh, for example, um, DC uh, Universe. Um, I'm not sure. Did, was it offered uh, online? I, like, so I'm pretty like, sure. Like for the, for the PC, you mean? As like a direct online. download? Like an online distribution type thing? Uh, no, for on the PSN, like on the console version. Oh, no, hell no. <laughs> I, yeah, there's, there's no way they would be able to support that, that large of a download of a game just for a uh, digital I download. Know, for example, uh, Mass Effect 2, when it's being released on the, the PS3 on Tuesday... Is yeah, they're doing, uh, yeah, they're doing digital. Yeah, they're doing yeah. digital distribution on that. Now, the issue that I take there is they're charging the exact same price online as it will be in the stores. I, I understand. I see what you're getting at. Like you, you expect okay, and I'm not paying for your packaging. I'm not paying for a disc or anything like that. I should get a discount, right? Well, I'm but, not paying for their packaging. I'm not paying for the 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 digital co- like for the printing. I'm not cha- paying for them to ship it to me. The distribution, the overhead, any of that. They basically well, no, that you I are think paying it's just mainly convenience. Basically, convenience that you don't have to. <laughs> and also the place. And the PlayStation Network fees that the distributors have to pay. Like, the like that's the thing, though. Like there, there are overheads. There's definitely yeah, but nowhere overhead. near as much. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, they're, they're shipping it across the like the across the country. Uh, they're across they're the paying globe. for the they're paying for the printing of the at the manufacturing level for the paper for the uh, the cases for the discs. Then they're paying for to ship it uh, to the distributor. The distributor takes a cut. They're paying to um, put it out to the stores. The stores are then taking a, a cut out of that as well. Now, in the digital side of that, they're t- they're taking the file. They're sending it to Sony. They're paying. So- Sony takes. No, that, a, that's a the thing. I I don't believe that it's actually hosted by Sony. And if it is, Sony's got to pay that overhead to have these giant server farms. 
Oh, I, I, I do agree. Yes, there is going to be some overhead there, but I definitely think that there is um, nowhere near as much on the cost of that. Now, I might be wrong. I'm not saying, you know... I'm yeah, not, I, don't I, I, I don't know the, the peer numbers either, but there's definitely overhead. I don't know how much the overhead actually costs. Yeah, but, but I mean... I, I, like, what I do know is that the actual cost to ship these things countrywide is next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, you know, you still have the, you know, there is a lot to produce it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if that, that's one of the main reasons why game prices have been going up over year, year over year. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole production cost and inflation, all that bullshit, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely the, uh, running, hosting a server or running a server, like as we've said, you know, and earlier, the cost of memory uh, or storage space is dirt cheap. Storage itself is cheap. Maintenance on them is not cheap because, mm-hmm. like, the amount of energy these places use and the rising cost of energy, it's actually fairly expensive to actually run, like, a server farm itself. Mm-hmm. Then you have to purchase all your software, all your overhead to, uh, for technical issues and stuff like that. So it, yep. it, it's, not, it's not cheap, really. It's, for sure, it's not cheap. I don't know if versus retail how much overhead there actually is, whether or not they're making more or less or the same, but there is some overhead. Well, there's definitely. I, I I think the the argument can be made that there's definitely uh, they're making more money online, and you can use the PC model as a, a prime example of that. You know, why would they uh, be putting it out on PC and Steam and offering discounts of up to fifty to sixty percent off every other week on a game if it, the distribution costs were um, that high? Okay. Well, the whole thing like. From what I've noticed, so whenever you have a giant Steam sale, it's usually on games that have already made a ton of money. Yeah, they're not new titles. They're, yeah, you're not new, you're not getting new titles for like twenty bucks. You're not going to go on Steam on day one and find Dragon Age for twenty bucks. You know, like at the moment, I just pulled up Steam here. You can get Chronicles of Riddick: uh, Assault on Dark Anthena for five bucks. Regular price is twenty. That game's been out for at least a year now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's made money, it's it's pretty much made all of its money ready at this point. It's pretty much okay. We can make a couple bucks more on this thing. Let's just get it out there. Um, see what else. Neverwinter Nights Two Platinum is twenty bucks. That's been out for at least two years now. Oh, uh, longer. Yeah, longer even. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, I mean, I lo- you know, the server cost to you know, if they can sell it for five dollars and still maintain the server. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you know, if because if it's costing them ten dollars to run the server, they're not going to sell it at five dollars. They'll they'll just cut the server and cut their losses on that because it's not like they have to sell it. It's not taking up. Well, uh, at, the, at the same time though, like they they already they already have the product there for originally. Like I said, Riddick was originally twenty bucks. It's on sale seventy five percent off. The overhead already paid for. They've made their money on it. They're going to have this limited time thing to push more product through the door. Yeah, again, I mean, pushing... So they'll just take less They'll just take less of the cut out of it, right? Exactly, but they're still making money off of it. That's yeah. my point. You know, they say, again, like they can put it at 75% off. You know, you can put uh, Chronicles of Riddick, you know, $20 in online and uh, $20 in the store. It's going to sell more. You know, you're, you're going to get... You won't see a 75% off uh, discount in the store, you'll see a fifty yeah. percent well, maybe. The, re- the reason why you're not going to see the seventy-five in the store though, is because it's a physical copy sitting there. I believe the way digital download works is that the company just sells out a license 
And so pretty much uh, you're going to pay this much for the license and everything. Every single time you sell one game, you're going to get, you have to ship us back this much money. When exactly. When you buy, you buy something from the store, though, the product's already paid for. Whenever you do see a sale, that's okay. The publisher, I'm going to sell these, sell this copy of the game for you for $10 less, and you can pass that savings on to the customer. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my, my point there is that there's definitely, say, you know, it, it can be cheaper and there's more money to be made online like through digital distribution. Yeah. But I, I you know, if you want me to buy it digitally, uh, day and, and like day and date as the uh, hard copy, you're going to have to give me a discount on it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. At the same time, though, people are buying it. I don't know who's buying it. I don't know if these people that do buy it, but people are buying them. Yeah. All right. So, I think that'll pretty much wrap it up for uh, retail experiences. And unless anyone else has anything else to add, no, I think I'm good on no. that point. Errol, Errol. Talk about no, I'm. Yeah, uh, apparently I'm just because I was looking up the uh, the pre-order bonuses for uh, Human Revolution, and yeah, Eidos Montreal is or is Eidos. it Ubi Montreal Eidos, whichever the same tomato tomato. The same, you know, the same group or same office that's that's making uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution is also working on Thief Four, which then it I wouldn't be uh, Ubisoft. No, you're right. It'd be Eidos. Yeah, yeah, it'd be Square. Yeah. Eidos. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I found it just randomly because I went into like the shop for uh, Human Revolution, and if you scroll down at the very bottom, all of a sudden they have Thief 4 t-shirts, and I'm like, the hell? Then click on that, and then go from there. It has links to all like the Thief 4 information, so I am, I am very, very pleased. Very ecstatic, because the get original the, uh... Thief... Go ahead. The original Thief was terrible. The... Blasphemy! <laughs> <laughs> it, was. The... It, was a, it was. It was a technical nightmare. Well, yeah, it was a good premise. It did not work. It's like Yakuza 3. <laughs> and Alpha Protocol. Oh. But, but you made Alpha Protocol your not. number one. Yeah, no, I didn't make it my number one. Mass, as If you re-listen to it, Mass Effect 2 was my number one. I no. left Alpha Protocol to the last to talk about last because out, uh, Mass Effect had already been brought up, and so I just wanted to oh, bring okay. it out there and to put it out there. I didn't actually number them. Uh, but Mass Effect was definitely my number one. But Alpha Protocol, I'd say it would be, if I had to number them, it would have been about four or five. All right. Anyone else have anything to add for today? Uh, no, I think okay. that on that topic, I think we're good. All right. Um, so next week, we will be talking about uh, gaming as you age. Uh, most of us here are at least uh, 22, 23. How old are you, Earl? 24, thank you. 24, okay, you're 24, I'm 25. Um, I know for sure, for me, the uh, the way I play games is a lot different now than what I did 5, 10 years ago. Um, I think uh, you should all sit down, have a little talk with that, see how that goes. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, yeah that, that'll work, especially since we have two members, you know, you know, topping 30 years old, so they yep. would have an yep. interesting... And also, so, uh, we can all give our little, uh, our little <laughs> video game timeline of how we lived, how we played, how we plan on dying. Definitely. Never. Yeah, sure. All right. And I'd just like to thank uh, everyone that downloaded the pilot 
episode, apparently we had a whopping 34 downloads. Yes, fantastic. Yep. Uh, thank you. Again, I'd like to say a uh, personal thank you to everyone on that uh, that either downloaded it from Libsyn or through uh, Apple. Um, yeah, iTunes or Facebook yeah. or whatever it was. Exactly, yeah. Um, thanks for supporting us. Uh, uh, it means a great deal. I mean, we might not be able to do this forever, but, you know, this is a great fun. We're going to keep going as long as we can. Yeah, absolutely. And I would welcome anyone who wants, you know, now that we're at, it's a, Stephen, thank you for, uh, you know, bringing up the next year's, or next podcast topic, because you want to pitch in, you want to give your two cents, send us an email. What's the email, Harold? Do you know it? Um, uh, shit. It's a Gmail address, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is a Gmail. It's a game. <laughs> I've been at gmail.com or some shit like that. Correct yes, me. it's uh, eight, the number eight. Point the word point five the number five and bit the word bit at gmail dot com. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that? Send us an email. Um, yeah, love to hear from you. Um, on that note of pimping out stuff, uh, if you want, uh, I am on PSN and uh, Xbox. Uh, you're more than welcome to add me. Uh, just send me a friend request uh, on PSN and Xbox. Um, X A O S hyphen B L I P pronounced chaos blip or Zos blip. All right. Um, same thing for me. I'm Slamzors and both of them. I'm not going to spell it. I'll sh- add it up to the show notes. Uh, I'll also drop the email there. And yeah, so if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, send us an email. Um, we do have a website now. If you did uh, find this on Facebook, it is 8.5 bit all words, all one word, period libsyn, so L I B S Y N dot com. So 8.5 bit dot libsyn dot com. Um, drop us a line there. You can add comments, uh, send us an email, anything like that. So that'll wrap her up for tonight. So for 8.5 bit podcast, this is Stephen Lamb, Ian Maddie, Harold. Go. No, yeah. I was waiting for JD to go. Okay, I'll go J.D. Viardo. Isn't that Viardo? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was Viardo. Viardo? Viardo? My name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Errol, say bye. Bye. <laughs> and then everyone, see you guys next week. <laughs>